price. Ah, the fresh. But what rate? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wanton. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording from a luxury gondola in the Cloud District, high above Smogville. This is World Champion Podcast Season 3, Episode 3. My name is Brighton. And I am Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a lucrative contract with the mysterious Senor Boro de Oro. Now we have the pleasure of recording the greatest podcast in the world. We talk about anything and everything we feel like. Forgotten corners of pop culture, remembered corners of pop culture, other mysteries of the world. We talk good, we talk true, and we talk fast. And you never know what it's going to be about. Right. Yes. Uh, speaking of Mr. Uh, Senor Burro de Oro, uh, I'm afraid he's... Well, we, we don't need to get into that. We do need to issue some corrections from last week. Right. But, I mean, we are sort of being forced to do this. He, it turns out he is a man that demands perfection. Perfection, yeah. Whereas our former boss, Mr. Pumpernickel... I don't think he ever listened to the show. I'm not sure he knew what, what a podcast was. He just demanded one. Right. Uh, Senor Burro de Oro demands championism from us at all mm-hmm. times. And last week we failed to live up to that. And yes, champagne bottles were broken. Mm-hmm. And there's a big crack in one of the windows where he punched the window. I, it was an explosion of anger. I was surprised. He knocked my favorite candelabra off the ceiling. Mm-hmm. So we, let's, let's correct ourselves. We, we made an error last week. Tasty pasties, right? The the favorite snack of Cornish miners. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced uh, tasty pasties, right? So we screwed that one up. So apologies uh, to everyone. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we've been embarrassing ourselves. Tasty pasties, right? That's that's correct. And uh, oh, I mentioned that Johnny Lang or someone like it was Bob Dylan's guitarist. Charlie Sexton is Bob Dylan's guitarist. Is he the kid? Is he still a kid? He's 49. So oh, he's, yeah, he's a kid, man. Right. Whippersnapper of yeah. the band. And he's best known for his 1985 hit, Beats So Lonely. Yeah. So when I said, <laughs> when I said Bob Dylan's guitarist is a guy who's really famous in his own right, then... Right. Yeah. They call it the, the kid is short for a low blood pressure kid, because they all marvel at his low blood pressure. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll do that, you know, on the tour bus. He sticks his arm in one of those things. Yeah. And everyone's... Well, uh, check this out. Get around here. You got to get a look at this. This is some low blood pleasure. So anyway, there you go. We, we apologize to that, and we very much apologize to Mr. Senor. Senor. Burro de Oro. We do not wish to reflect poorly on him or his organization. Right, exactly. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Did you hear that? I heard that in a long, long time. That gold telephone is ringing in the corner. Uh, I, I thought that was just uh, ornamental. Yeah, I haven't, I guess, I didn't know we had, someone must have been to Radio Shack and bought a hundred yards worth of yeah, phone cable. Phone cable all the way up here in the cold night breeze. Let me go answer this and find out what yeah. it is, all right? Hold on. Hello. Sean? Yeah? 
who is this? It's Jonas. <laughs> you made a promise. You said if it happened, you would come back. Will you I'll, return to the tower? I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Oh, hey, what was that about? Uh, 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 nothing. I'm just going to go, uh, I, I'm going to freshen up in the gondola bath. I'm going to take a bath. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just keep recording. I... Oh, there it is again. Will you grab that? No. All right. Hello? Brighton. Uh, yeah? It's Jonas. Who? Jonas. We did a podcast together for almost seven years. Fight for Comics. Jonas. Yeah. Right. You made a promise. You said if it happened, you would come back. Oh, no. Will you return to the tower? Recording from Fight for Comics Tower, high above the world, this beacon of light on the hill, this is World Fight for Champion Party Pizza. I'm, st- I'm Brighton. I'm Sean. I'm Jonas. Sean, that's Jonas. I know. It's, uh, uh, Jonas, Sean, my name's Brighton. It's all coming back, it, like slowly, there's bits and pieces. I can't believe you guys can't remember. It's, uh, you, it's because you, never, you didn't stay behind. That's right. You stayed. You've behind. been here the whole time. Yes. Everyone's been wondering where you were, but you've been watching. Except and for us, who <laughs> forgot about you and keeping track. <laughs> yeah, we've immediately forgot. But you've been standing guard, basically. Yes, I've been the lighthouse keeper, and or so, the tower keeper, I should say. Yeah. So what? Uh, what was this promise we made? You well, you made a promise that if it were to be re-released, you would come back and talk about the 1990 it. Yes. I I completely forgot about that. When we were drawing up the retirement contracts for our old podcast, Fight for Comics and Pizza Party Podcast, which we retired from, I'm just doing some exposition. Mm -hmm. Uh When we were drawing up the retirement contracts, we promised that, yes, if they released a big budget IT adaptation, and it was a hit that would watch the original and talk about it. Right. And it just so happens to be Stephen King month. So this feels like fate to me. It does. (laughs) That the first week of Stephen King month is when this kind of went down, as it's going down now. Right. Yes. Um, and it's interesting that we didn't plan anything. We just declared it was going to be Stephen King month. Right. Because, if, frankly, if you hadn't called, I don't know what we were going to do. <laughs> I had nothing planned. I, I know. I was just going to start talking about a turtle I saw. Right. It's just like in wrestling, when all the matches are made during the event. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's incredible. All right. I tell you what. I'll give you the shot tonight. How, how many other jobs are like that where you have to, on the moment, be, it's just wrestling and podcasting? Yeah. Right. You start, you start recording, you start broadcasting, and you just hope it comes together. 
Yeah, but the only difference is, is with wrestling, you have to wait in the wings in case somebody happens to talk shit on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you can come out and defend your honor. Right. Whereas podcast, you just sit in a tower alone while your friends <laughs> forget about you. <laughs> Apparently. This, this is really great because the, just the other week, I bought this tire repair kit and then also a DVD copy of 1990s It, the TV movie. Oh, and it's weird. Just, it's amazing that I was able to watch that last night. And then this happens. Yeah, I bought some ponytail hair ties, and I don't know why. <laughs> why didn't you just use a piece of a strip of leather? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> just a strip of fringe off a mountain man's jacket. Yeah. <laughs> right, you bite it off yourself. You can eat it or tie your hair back. <laughs> All right, so let's let's catch the folks up on what we're talking about if they've never heard of the glorious year of 1990. Yeah, 1990, uh, ABC miniseries, which I'm assuming is the network that showed Perfect Strangers. I, that, <laughs> I haven't looked I, it up. I said that during it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, the book wasn't even that old at that point. The book yeah. was only a couple of years in release, right? It was, I think, 86 is when it came out. Yeah. So, so then, uh, God, they made it right away. It was 1990. They, they did it three years later. It was uh, originally it supposed took me, to be... It probably took three years to read. You know, it's a big book, <laughs> right? So they made book. it immediately. <laughs> as soon as he as put it down. As soon as someone yeah. finished reading it. It was originally supposed to be a movie, uh, like a cinematic movie. Uh, what are those called? Big, big screen. Uh, yeah, big screen movie. <laughs> big, big, big screen. Yeah, it was going to be a talkie directed by George Romero. Uh, that fell through. Wow. wow. That would have so... been probably pretty bad, but <laughs> also badass. Yeah. But could it have been worse? Or better. Oh, touche. So I'm guessing, I mean, this is, at the time, a, a, an all-star cast of, for a TV movie. Yeah. Like in 1990, if you're doing a big TV miniseries, this is a really solid cast it, for it. Yeah, and it seemed like it had a lot of things going for it. We got John Ritter, mm-hmm. Harry Anderson of TV's Night Court. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the John Boy Walton. Yeah, you got Annette O'Toole. <laughs> when, yeah. When she's still... Fairly famous, right? I, yeah, Had I she guess done so. the Ninja Turtles movie yet? Isn't that her? Isn't she oh, April is she O'Neil? April O'Neil? I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, or is it not? She must be. Well, then uh, is she? It's uh, Clark's mom in Smallville for sure. Yeah, yeah, and Lena Lang in Superman Three. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then Lawrence of Arabia. Hmm. Oh no, that's Peter. That's Peter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> So uh, it was a huge hit. It was the fifth highest rated show that week on all three <laughs> networks. Which is impressive at the time yeah. because there wasn't any other choice. And well, there were a lot of shows. There yeah. was rich people that could have cable TV. Yeah. And having cable, that's like, you know, a feather in your cap. But most people were just watching those three channels. Yeah. Would it have been six rated if it had to compete against Perfect Strangers, though? Oh, Ooh. yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> It was, yeah, that's only because Perfect Strangers was a rerun that week. Yeah, well, no, they didn't show it because they were showing it instead. Oh, that's right. Does that mean... And they, but they didn't want to upset too many people, so they still put that little <laughs> so clip in I there. put that clip in there, yeah. Because they knew they were going to get thousands of letters and phone calls. <laughs> Do you think they had to pay Bronson Pinchot for that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. He probably gets uh, royalties for that. He gets that's a penny every year. Every time somebody watches it. Yeah. Wow, it's probably more than that, but it, us or maybe less. I don't know. I have no. I just <laughs> said that having absolutely no idea how much TV royalties are. It just seems like everybody's rich. Yeah. So, would, would you do you think Perfect Strangers was on the upswing or down? Was it like on top of its game, or were they trying to get it more popular? And and what we're talking oh, about yeah. is there's Perfect Strangers on the TV. One of the characters is watching. 
I don't know mm. if we spelled that out enough. I feel like it was probably peak Strangers at that time. Peak, so it's like putting yeah. in your heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah. It, it ran eight seasons from March 25th, 1986 to August 6th, 1993. Oh, it was probably its peak. I still mm-hmm. remember seeing a commercial promoting it. Perfect Strangers? Yeah, where Balky uh, has a Kleenex box, and he's amazed that you can yank out a Kleenex, and then another one <laughs> pops right up. And it was oh, like, perfect man. strangers, coming soon. Simpler times. America was <laughs> so adorable back then. <laughs> oh. I wish that was our the number one thing on TV nowadays, was someone pulling tissue out of a goddamn box. <laughs> <laughs> and this was That's the like same time. That's like how you keep like, a kitten occupied. Boy, that was a whole trend. Like, 1986, the top thing in comedy, the funniest thing possible. Handkerchiefs. Uh, no, uh, someone who's not from America. Yeah. Because we got Crocodile Dundee. And Yakov Smirnoff. Yakov yeah. Smirnoff. You've and got, Balky. And Mork, in a, in a way, was a, an alien. Oh, Mork. Uh, what's his name from Taxi? Yeah. yeah. Andy the, Kaufman. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. What was that, his though. name? Laktu? God, it really <laughs> was. Klaatu? Oh, and what about Laverne and Shirley's, uh, uh, like, greaser? Like, yeah, Lenny and Squiggy, weren't they? Or were, No, maybe not them. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. Were no, they That's who you're thinking of. I think, oh, they talked weird, at least. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that counts he talks strange that that counts as an accent yeah. the wild and crazy guys wow so from oh, 19 yeah. from the mid 70s to the mid 80s look out wow foreign guys yeah. i know that's a that's kind of a strange comedy comedy time for sure yeah all right well let's let's get into the show since we're talking about perfect strangers and during so, Stephen King month, which yeah, I don't so, think, yeah. so I don't Balky think the big was guy would from uh, from just a random Mediterranean. Oh, right. you want to talk oh, about it? Yes, it. okay. Yeah. So let's finish the cast. Uh, you, you didn't even mention the kids. Well, Jonathan Brandis. Okay, that you mentioned the kids. Let's continue. Seth Green. <laughs> oh yeah, Seth, <laughs> Seth Green. Okay, he's worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, and he, he grew on me the second time I watched it <laughs> this week. First time I really, he was really annoying me, but. Well, Richie's annoying. He's an annoying character. He kind of is. Yeah, he's annoying in the book. Yeah. And in I the new feel. movie, he's, he's, he's funny, but he's kind of annoying. Yeah. But I do like that. Okay. We're, let's, yeah, no, let's we're do jumping ahead. Yeah, we yeah. we got to control ourselves. We're yeah. so excited to talk about this. <laughs> so we start uh, with Mike, Mike mm-hmm. Hanlon, mm-hmm. who is uh, a, a girl has vanished. And he's a, he's a, a newspaper reporter, obviously, because he's just going up and talking to the police yeah. and getting all the information. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought he was thought a cop. He was. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Because he seemed to be the first one on the scene. This little girl disappears. The, the mom screams because, what, there's blood on her bicycle or, or something. Tricycle, mm. yeah. We do see, we see the monster right the up front, right? The Tim Curry clown. Does it show his teeth? He's hiding. No, but we see him waving from behind the laundry. Yeah. yeah. They find her doll in the gutter, too. That's another clue. Yeah, mm-hmm. another clue that this guy, who's probably a cop, finds. He literally picks it up. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a crime scene and just kind of thumbing through like the phone book and then the, the address book, looking yeah, at people's wallets? That's perfect. That's a dateline episode. Yeah. It really is. Then he starts chatting with the the uniformed officer on duty who, who says, should be fired. Who says, Oh man, Chief's gonna have a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very That's greedy current. cop talk, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't have a cow, Chief. <laughs> wow, it really was very yeah. current. Yeah. yeah. Having a cow at the that time. That was the was height of having a cow. Yeah. That was peak wow. cow having. I guess that's yeah. on a scale of, of nothing to having a cow. Like murder is, is having a cow. <laughs> yeah. Murdering a child. But Chief was, really was dismissive about it. Yeah. He, he didn't really give a shit. I know. What was the deal with the cover-up? Is that Derry, the evil town of Derry, influencing him? 
I don't know. It must be. You guys both read the book? or Yeah. No? Yeah, I've, I've not read it. It's very long. It is very long. And if anyone has only seen the recent adaptation, the book covers the adults and the kids. Yeah. Right. And this TV mini movie, or whatever it is, it uh, it covers the it it does the similar thing. It does the flashback thing where it's showing the adult story flashing back to the kids. Yeah. It does it way more clumsily than the book. Yeah, like <laughs> way <laughs> more clumsily, but it, it's it's structured somewhat like the book. Yeah, yeah. So so Mike, it turns out, is a librarian, which right. explains and why he's tampering with evidence. Yeah, because he's the head librarian. That's, right. That's why he's tampering with evidence. Not just any librarian can go over and start tampering with evidence, Brett. You got to become the head librarian. That's true. I, I should know that. I, you should know that. You work in a library. <laughs> I work in a library. Did you, yeah. did you guys watch this when it came on TV? Do you remember? I, I did not. I, w- I know I watched it when I was really young. So I either had to have seen it on TV, but I don't think I saw it on TV. I think I saw it when it got a VHS release. Mm-hmm. I, I actually saw it on TV. And I remember while watching this thinking that Mike was a cop. And rewatching it, those old like memories, I was like, "Holy shit!" I thought he was a cop the whole time. Well, he's he talks tough. He's wearing a cop trench coat, and he's in the library at night, which it, which like in my little kid brain was like, "Oh, it's an office. There's lots yeah. of folders and books." And he's writing in notepads. And he's writing notepads. So I'm like, "This yeah. or, or a journalist. He's either like worked for the newspaper or a cop." Yeah, but so, he's a library yeah. librarian. This is where it gets really Inception-y because he apparently the first two hours of the movie are all just this one hour at the library <laughs> when he's writing down everything that happened and calling everybody. But So he calls someone, and then we see them have a flashback, and then it comes back to him writing stuff down still. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, was he having the flashback on their behalf? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were having a lucid flashback, and he was just writing it down as they were having it. Well, it so they been... have some weird supernatural connection. No, she, they were speaking they were it out loud. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or this is yeah, we in... didn't see that part. It could be God remembering, since it's from that like omniscient point of view. It's yeah. not from anyone's point of view, so it's God remembering. But it's from his point of view. Wait a minute. It, the flashbacks are from Mike's point of view? No, they're no, from the point he's... of view of the people he's talking to. Right. So it's the person on that side of the phone. I don't know what he's doing. What I did realize in this watching recently is only one day passes from him calling them to them meeting. Yeah. So that kind of blew my mind. So like, like you're saying, this... <laughs> yeah. This weird beginning is like just a like he calls everyone. That's like ten minutes. Yeah. Right. That's what's weird is that it takes more screen time than it does real time, and that's yeah, that's takes... rare. That's very rare <laughs> yeah. in, in movies. The thing that I like about it being one day from when he calls them to when they go to reconfront Pennywise is that Bill has to come from England. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the best. Is Bill would have just shown up and been <laughs> jet lagged and not slept, his ponytail a mess, you know. Yeah. So the Bill, leather strap would have been becoming <laughs> coming untied. Did he change his leather strap? He gets the call. He's he's writing. <laughs> what I love too is he's writing a horror novel, and then doesn't he say out loud, like, "Yeah, that's good, <laughs> dude." The, if, if if you've ever watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and then watch him uh-huh. writing that, I want to watch. Yeah, that is what Garth it is. A hundred percent, like yeah. blood, her blood, red blood, crimson blood, blood, blood. <laughs> God, I gotta rewatch Garth Marenghi's Dark Place now. Because yeah. I love it. It is a masterpiece already, but yeah. to, to, I want to just see where they go with it. So who does Mike call first? Mike, so he calls Bill, Stuttering Bill. Stuttering Bill, who's a writer in England. And it looks like Gambit from the X-Men. Kind of, <laughs> In the yeah. 90s. He's got this weird, loose ponytail. That was, and he has bangs. Yeah. Not even just bangs, like a normal kind of flowy, feathered 
normal hair. Yeah. Then a pony, and you don't notice the very ponytail. long ponytail. Yeah, you don't yeah. notice it for the first few scenes till he finally sits down. So and what does it look like when it's not tied up? That's what I was so bummed about. I wanted one scene where he has his hair down. Yeah. <laughs> he would have looked like he would have looked like some love interest in an '80s movie. The girl, the teenage girl, though. Or like those the cover yeah. of those novels that Fabio was on. Yeah, he's like yeah, a thin, totally. frail Fabio. In a puffy <laughs> denim shirt. <laughs> yeah. He gets the call. His Beautiful. wife <laughs> closed, too. It's, his wife has lit a candlelit dinner, a, a several-course meal. In, in a house that couldn't look less like a, a house in the English countryside yeah. for celebrities. It looks like your typical suburban home trying to be fancy. Yeah, totally. In, in that time period. Like middle-class America. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes and changes out of the outfit he's wearing into an identical outfit, <laughs> but just different... Colors like oh takes off his blue shirt and puts on a purple shirt. He loves yeah. purple shirts. And then comes downstairs, bags packed, <laughs> and he's not even gonna tell her what he's doing until she pushes it. Yeah, he's just like, I gotta go. Yeah, but he really, he really lays the stutter on thick. His <laughs> performance of the stutter was really the the director did not rein him at all. <sighs> in at all, at all, he's like, just do your thing. Yeah, you could tell the stutter was really upsetting to him. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was painful for yeah. him to stutter. It wasn't just the word; it was just <laughs> I don't know. And then we get the first of this device that they end up using eight times, where the adult makes some sort of gesture, <laughs> and then we fade. They dissolve into the kid. Yeah, yeah, we dissolve. So the editor clearly was being paid by the dissolve because there were so many of them. Yeah, and the kids got the same. Uh, look or hand on his face like the adult. Yeah, but there's, there's only, no mistake who the kid is. There's only so many of those that are even possible. There's only so many different ways a human can touch their face in, <laughs> in fear. Yeah, and so by the end they were getting really weird. Well, well I someone's think, like, I, I, I think, the one touching his that's Bill, and I is think that's Bill? the most awkward yeah. one because he's standing up. It's not like he's on a table or anything. He's standing up and he just his hand is doing that weird like um. It's, like it's almost like cheek. when we when people do the hand hover. Yeah. It's like hovering over his face. And it's a half home alone. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's half a half home alone. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that in real That's life? That's what I was <laughs> thinking. I don't think no, I ever have. because people will touch both sides of their face. Or yeah, they'll wipe or their brow. Or cover your mouth or, or something. Yeah. Mouth, but they don't, like, just <laughs> cup one side Generally of your Generally cup one side of your face God, I while don't standing think, up and thinking. I literally don't think I've ever done that in my life. It feels weird to do it right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody. I think there's two people that have done that in their entire life. And adult Bill actor and, and yeah. Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Jonathan Brandis. <laughs> the uh, so now we flash back to the familiar scene. If you've seen the movie with Georgie disappearing, mm -hmm. this was kind of weirdly staged because it was a perfectly sunny day with oh, I love <laughs> very <laughs> obvious blue skies, but it was pouring rain. Right. Oh man. I mean, it, they had a schedule to keep, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was funny. And later in the movie, there's a scene where it's raining. Where you, I don't think they wanted it to rain. It's like gray and rainy. Yeah. And it's like. This weird scene, but yeah, it's it's it, they call them sun showers, so it can happen when, yeah. when it rains during this when it's sunny. But yeah, it looks a little awkward. It doesn't look like a rainy day where you stay in. Perfect blue skies, not a cloud it, yeah, in the it was, sky. It was Every a time beautiful you see the day. Sky. One thing I love about being able to see the new It movie and then comparing it to this is they got a more obnoxious actor for every single character in this old one. Like, this this Georgie is is much more obnoxious than, than Georgie in, in the movie, who's and, slightly obnoxious just from yeah. being a little kid. And they don't have that loving relationship that they have in the new movie. Like, oh, no. Jonathan Brandon hates him, basically. <laughs> He's like, make, he makes the boat for him so he'll get out of his room. Yeah. And the seal, they really built up the scene where he has to go to the basement to get the wax, mm -hmm. but nothing happens. It's just... 
it's oh it built yeah it builds basement. up the scene and then he walks down the stairs and then it just shows his hand grab the wax and it cuts to him back up in the room exactly yeah. that's what it does in the book though well the book it, it builds tension you actually feel like something might happen in the that book that didn't build tension for you maybe there's something wrong with you in, in, yeah. in the 1990 <laughs> it movie if that scene didn't have you peeping in your shorts there did, couldn't you hear that blasting Casio score. Yeah. To yeah. let you know when it was scary? When he's looking through Georgie's picture book after the funeral, and then it starts bleeding. Yeah. I, the understated music there was incredible. <laughs> oh, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, when I walked yeah. in, I thought you were watching Rugrats. It's dr- <laughs> and, and it's like drowning out the dialogue. Yeah. Like, there's scenes where Pennywise is talking, and you can barely hear him over the blasting Casio. Yeah, holy cow. The sound editing is by far the worst thing about this movie. Yeah. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let's, I don't know if you can go say that <laughs> quite yet. Uh, I stand by it, but we'll get to it. <laughs> My absolute favorite scene. Actually, I can't say that either. <laughs> well, let's let's inter- uh, introduce all the characters. Yeah, because so, the movie did that over the course of oh, several yeah, I, hours. I, I guess we've got plenty of time. You're right. What's your what was your favorite scene? Oh my gosh! No, that's the thing. The next the next character introduction. Oh, good. Okay. Is uh, John Ritter? I can't remember that character's oh, name. What is it? It's Ben. It's Ben. ben. Yes. Ben Handsome. Yeah, Ben Handsome. Haskum. I said handsome. Like he is handsome. Yeah, that was a Freudian slip, man. Yeah, yeah I, we all think John Ritter's handsome. So he's got his bolo tie on and champagne, and he's getting out of his limo with a hot '90s babe. And what's great in about like the a, book? The weirdest, poofiest dress I've ever seen. What's really great about the book is his character is sort of the opposite in he, the book. He's uh, almost a hundred percent opposite, and he only drinks once he gets the phone call from Mike. Uh, it's not like he's already partying. Yeah. He has some trophy that he just breaks. Yeah, it's clear that John Ritter's never been drunk or been around a drunk person in his <laughs> life. No, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. We we want to get into this now, but I'm. There's a lot of good actors that I, the performances. I I'm curious if the direction is was the problem yeah. or anyway. Let's get back to let's get back to him. Uh, so his apartment rules. It's the coolest thing. It's the, the coolest thing. This ever. weird loft in an industrial building in New York. Uh-huh. He's got glowing clothes hanging yeah. over his couch, <laughs> like a glowing folded s- s- suit lamp. Yeah, and then a, <laughs> yeah, a, a and then a, a multicolored tuba. Yeah, in the bedroom next to the bed. Yeah, next to his bed is where he keeps his graffiti tuba. It was cool. And a then lo- his phone, his phone cord's hanging from the ceiling. Oh, is it? Yeah, he answers the phone, and the phone cord is like <laughs> hanging over the middle of his bed, suspended from the ceiling. I didn't even notice that. But the biggest LOL was the Time magazine. <laughs> oh, yeah, him on the... Co- <laughs> Just his big head on the cover of Time Magazine, and it says... World's Greatest Architect <laughs> yeah, or something. World's Greatest yeah. Architect. <laughs> he, like, got that at Lagoon or something. <laughs> some, some, like, amusement park where you can put your face on a magazine cover. Yeah. And it'll yeah. be like, Playgirl Magazine, and have your dopey <laughs> face on it. Holy shit. I, I miss those. Those were a big thing in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, maybe that's what it was. Maybe you we're not even supposed to think it's, it's Time Magazine. No, it is. Oh, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's clearly of course. Because who would hang up a framed fake Time magazine cover of themselves? That's ridiculous. I would. Yeah. It's never happened. <laughs> you're you're going to spend seven fifty to get it. you got to frame it and put it up. Put it in all of your, your resorts and everything? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get the transition to his childhood. That scene was really creepy when he sees his dad in the swamp. Yeah. And his dad was uh, shot down in Korea. It's that yeah that is creepy, but it's too bad because in the book that's the scene of the book is way a million times more creepy and oh. it's not his dad. Yeah, it's well, I mean he sees he sees Pennywise in a lake, but it's a frozen lake, and the wind's blowing really bad. It's like a giant snowstorm. Sounds pretty cool. 
and it, it's like it's very dusk, creepy because you know in the winter it gets dark early. Yeah, and it's not playing super that. loud circus music. <laughs> and then I don't I don't remember this the I feel like Pennywise himself in the book is kind of a rotting zombie, not his father from Korea. I don't even remember them mentioning Ben's father. No, he has the face of the mummy because that's what scares Ben the most. Was it the mummy? Yeah. Okay, mm. so he was rotten too. So his face is like the mummy, and then he's telling. He, <laughs> He's telling Ben to come down to the lake and play with him, and Ben won't do it. And so he lets go of a balloon, and the balloon floats against the opposite direction of the wind towards Ben. Toward, yeah. Oh, that's spooky. It's pretty creepy. Or almost as creepy as someone standing in a lake. <laughs> I guess the skeleton was kind of creepy, The huh? skeleton coming Especially out. Especially if yeah. it was your father's voice. Yeah. That's probably unsettling. Yeah, it's a little unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, 1990 was the heyday of Japanese businessmen. Oh my god! Oh, that's this, my that's my be- favorite scene. Yeah, we me and Jonas talked about this. I don't know if you noticed this, but it seems like. Do you want Do you want to describe the well, scene? Well, let's let's introduce the character first. So the next character is Bev. Yeah, so we got Bev, and she <laughs> is now a famous clothing designer. Right, and her husband is her manager. Her abusive of, husband or is something. <laughs> yeah, this guy. What a piece of work this guy is. He's got a he's got a very important deal set up with some 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 Asian businessmen. Uh-huh. To apparently come into New York and manage the New York sweatshop? No, it's the, it's there in Chicago. <laughs> the, yeah, the Chicago oh, yeah. sweatshop. So they're in. Yeah, the, the sweatshop like, is in the office. Yeah, so the sweatshops <laughs> in Chicago, and the Japanese guys are coming over to to have things made in their sweatshop here. <laughs> In Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest deal. It's a deal of a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. At least that's what I sort of was getting from it. I, I, it yeah. seems like you're going to lose a lot of money. Yeah. I feel like if you were a screenwriter around this time, there was just some hotkey where you could just hit, like, Control-5, <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. then it would plug in the scene where you're making the biggest deal of your life with Japanese businessmen. Yeah. It really was. That's in, like, Beverly oh, Hills yeah. Cop, I feel like. Yeah. It's in, like, a bunch of stuff. And they don't really... And it's always the same where they, they, uh, they'll bow... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they'll speak to each other in Japanese, and then they either say yes or no. Yeah, that's true, man. The world's gotten gosh, the world is weird. <laughs> yeah, not even that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, Bev's husband. Yeah, with yeah. his hairy chest and his striped pajamas. <laughs> Everyone drinks champagne. There's so much champagne the, yeah. consumption in this movie. <laughs> there really is. It was a time for champagne too. Everyone's probably. constantly drinking champagne. It's weird because you know. Uh, most people know Stephen Keene was an alcoholic. Right. And in the book, there's a lot less drinking than the drinking that there is in this adaptation. This huh. adaptation has more drinking in it than there is in the book. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's kind of a bit of drinking in the book. Yeah, but there's more than this, because that scene, he's... Or do you mean just champagne drinking? Well, champagne <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Champagne drinking, uh, mostly. I guess, that's just, I guess they were doing certain things to try to make them look... Wealthy and successful, and, yeah. and and one of those things is champagne, champagne. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now at this point, we're I, I know the movie's only three hours long, but at this point, we're about three and a half hours into it, and we've still got five more characters to introduce. Right. Um. Who's next, Richie? Now this is when I noticed as, as as we flash back and the kids meet each other one by one, I noticed that at least forty percent of the dialogue in this movie is just them saying each other's names. <laughs> there are so many scenes, and it got to the point where I'm watching it. And I'm joking. Uh, I'm I'm doing like a joke bit, like, "Oh, hey Ben, this is Richie. Richie, this is Bev." Bev. Yeah. And then it actually would happen. <laughs> it happens so much. It really does. Huh? Yeah. And I guess it was because they maybe thought it was going to be too confusing to match the children it's and a the lot adults. Of yeah. There's, a, There's lot a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters. So I'm, I kind of appreciate it. And then when Stan Stan and Richie show up to the gang, and then mm-hmm. we do it again. And this was right after 
Mike and or no uh, Ben and and uh, Bill and, and Bev and have have all done right. the rounds. Right, Bill. This is Bev. Bev. <laughs> Bill. And just in case you forgot, my name's Ben. Yeah. And then Richie and Stan show up, and then they do it, and Stan says Richie's got a high metabolism, which makes him hyperactive. Yeah, I know that. I loved that dialogue to explain even yeah. that, what the characters were like to the audience. To like, he can't just be talkative. Yeah. Yeah, it's so bizarre because there is also a lot of the dialogue is taken straight from the book. Yeah, they did. This is this is so much truer to the book than the new movie. Oh, maybe that's the problem then. It something, is the problem. Yeah. Something well, like yeah. something I've come to terms with is when things are translated from book to movie and they make lots of big changes, sometimes they're really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Some things that work in your mind don't work on the screen. Yeah. And a lot of th- I, I also think that a lot of times writers or even readers, when you're reading a book, um, conversations don't sound weird if you're reading it, but if you mm-hmm. actually say it out loud, the dialogue is real weird. Yeah. Because there's some dialogue in this that's <laughs> kind of strange, <laughs> and, I, and I know a lot of it's word for word. Uh, and then, who do we got? Eddie? Eddie's the germaphobe? Yeah, Eddie's yeah. the germaphobe. And I just want to say, this little kid actor, I hated so much. Oh, he's, like, the, he's by far the worst actor in the... I, I mean, bless his soul for beginning some work, but... And you want to you talk about 1990. He's doing, like, a toned-down Urkel. So his oh, idea of the yeah. sick kid is, like, a, a, more, a less exaggerated Urkel. Yeah. And the whole time I was watching this, I just kept thinking, yeah, they're a loser's club, but there's also levels of losers. Mm. Yeah. And I imagine the loser's club, more often than not, meet together without reminding Eddie about the clubhouse meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, we're all losers. We're best friends. And then there's like, wait a minute, you guys... Got together yesterday? <laughs> oh, we called. No. Which is kind of no also kind of ir- ironic because Eddie's my favorite kid in the new movie. Oh. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's like, he steals the show, I thought, along with the Stranger Things kid. Yeah. Well, Eddie, now this gets really confusing too because Eddie announces to them, This is the best summer ever. I hope <laughs> it never ends. And then the <laughs> next scene, they're in school. So I don't know if it's summer or not. Yeah, wait a minute, because yeah, the whole book takes place in the summer. Yeah, yeah. it does, but it's... Uh, is that a flashback It's got to be a flashback. <laughs> it's got to be another I flashback. So. What are they doing in school? It must be a flashback. Unless they just discre- decided to have him in school. Wait, well, otherwise, talking, how are they doing the shower you're scene talking if he's about, not in school? You're right. I didn't even think of that. And also, that that's when Richie sees uh, the werewolf in the basement there at school, too. Yeah. So, so I guess it's just after school they're hanging out. No, but it's flashbacks to before summer, I thought. No, but they're seeing Pennywise. Oh, wait, it is because they've all seen Pennywise, they've all at, seen different Pennywise at different points. Oh, and, and they didn't admit it to each, each other. other when they saw it. Yes, so that's flashback. Oh, so that was a flashback, flashback within the flashback within Mike writing his diary. This oh is, my God, yeah, it is. This it's is like literally Inception. where Inception came. Yeah, from. this is total Inception. <laughs> Did you guys ever have to shower in school? We had showers, Did you but never notice? had to use them. It was optional. Yeah, it was optional for us. Did you notice how phallic that scene was? Yeah. Oh, because of all the big metal phalluses? Spraying, yeah, spraying, uh, spraying at him. Oh, dear, yeah. Because his experience in the book is, <laughs> is is a homeless leper trying to give him a, a BJ, as they call it in the business. Yeah. Oh, weird. That's in uh, Apt Pupil, too. Is it? And, yeah. So so I guess they were trying to say, hey, how can we translate this to film but still have a horrifying phallus <laughs> coming after it? Yeah. yeah. A bunch of shower heads. <laughs> um, following I like a naked boy who was naked. Yeah. Hopefully he had a little like cod piece on. 
Because there's one shot from above where it's a naked, like, nine-year-old. He, he, he must have had swimming trunks on. No, you see his butt. You see a little bit of cheeks. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. But may, hopefully he had some sort of thong-ish yeah. thing on. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess. Or some of it. Hopefully it was a close set. I'm sure it was a close set. The bullies are, I think the bullies are played by The Clash. <laughs> I know. Children. Yeah. I sort of thought the bullies were kind of cool. They are. Especially, Especially Belch. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. Boy, which, boy, they which his... one was he? <laughs> How will we know which one Belch is? Is Belch in the book? Yeah, he's oh, in yeah. the book, but he doesn't burp a lot. No, he's, oh. he does burp too, but I, I but guess. But not like I guess he does in this. You don't get the glory of how gross burps are, but again, reading a burp yeah. and, hear, <laughs> yeah. and hearing a burp is a separate thing. Yeah, that's one of the changes yeah. that you got to make. I mean, it, they, <laughs> he does get the name Belch because he belches a lot, but I feel like in the book, you, he only burps like maybe once or twice. I don't know. I, no, I wasn't. I, we got to get, we got to, listeners out there who are reading the book, you got to do a <laughs> count. Bel- belch, belch count. count. Belch count 2017. Yeah, if you can open up the PDF and do control F, belch, <laughs> and, and we'll, burp. Yeah. And we'll compare the book to the 1990 TV movie. Yeah. Because I think there's three belches in the movie. It, yeah, he belches every time he's on screen. Is it three or is there more? Do you remember? I know it's at least three because by the third one in the sewer, I was getting grossed out and it's hard <laughs> to gross me Doesn't out. Doesn't he burp when he gets bent in half? <laughs> As he's getting sucked in the tube, he does. Little, he burps right before that loud <laughs> echoey. They, so uh, he's they draining are, into the deadlights. <laughs> that is, he is at not at all how I imagine. Um, or uh, what's his name, Henry? So you said they're the Clash. They're they're cool looking kids. Yeah. yeah. I was for some reason when I read the book, I pictured more like the bully in uh, a Christmas story. Oh yeah, with the, mm. the the big one. That's how. For some reason, that's how I who I pictured. Farkas. Yeah. Yeah, I pictured him looking like they do in this because when he's describing him, he does his typical thing where the bad kids are like greasers. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure, but I mean, when you when you read a book, yeah. you pick yeah. and choose what you remember, what yeah. you imagine. You know, I'm I, I'm sure it describes them exactly like this, but I just didn't picture cool guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who would you want to hang out with? The Losers Club with Eddie? Would you want to hang out with Eddie? Or would you, <laughs> you, want, or would you want to hang out with these guys? Every time he's on screen, I just wanted to punch him in the face. I was rooting for Pennywise. And that's always a bad sign. Yeah. When you're like, oh, please let Pennywise at least kill this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yeah. Uh, Richie grows up to be what? Oh, again. Is he a talk show? I couldn't tell if he was the talk show host he, or just the stand-up guest. I think he's a talk show host. But... Do you? He's also the guest. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, he's like, sh- because they say like great show again or something. Yeah, because you know how like when they get up and do their monologue and stuff, that's yeah. that's his the shtick that he would do when he gets up at the beginning of his show. Yes, yeah, you don't really get talk show hosts that just do their stand up act. That would be yeah. awful. Well, it's especially his act. What? Yeah. Well, this again, again, it goes back to a sign of the times. This was 1990. This was the height of Robin Williams. Yeah, manic cocaine comedy. Where you're just like changing the subject every three seconds. And he's using he's props and, and using props, but he was doing, but it was awful. It wasn't even comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like there's a couple jokes where he, he's just making like noises. He's like Godzilla comes and he goes. Rrr, rrr. I think the joke was that Godzilla would hit his head on telephone wires. Is that what it was? I believe that was the joke. That was the comedy. And then he acted it out. Right. Where wow. everyone's all scared of Godzilla, but then he gets caught on a telephone wire. Well, this was a time where pulling tissue out of a box is considered <laughs> comedy. That's true, yeah. So this is, I get, people were probably pissing their pants at home <laughs> just from this scene, you know? 
Well, like, yeah, just I mean, laughing there so hard, falling out of their chairs and stuff. <laughs> That's how he affords his big mansion that he barfs in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's from the book, too. He barfs yeah. when he gets the phone call from Mike. Yeah. Which I liked because it yeah. really, really shows. And he's, it really just shows how terrifying this is. I guess, we, I guess Stan's <laughs> really going to illustrate that. He's definitely the the worst of the grown-up characters. Yo, he's definitely. so annoying. Definitely. And somehow in every scene, even when they're in the same room, they're he's screaming at everybody. Mm-hmm. He's just yelling yeah. when they're all at a dinner table together. Well, I'm gonna go back home. Well, it's I'm weird. gonna make like a tree and leave. I'm a professional comedian. <laughs> These are my jokes. Well, he's also really concerned. That he looks laid back and cool. Yeah. So he, like, when he meets him at the Chinese restaurant, he goes in the bathroom and is like slapping water in his face because he's having a mental breakdown. And then he comes in, he's like, somebody call the exterminator or yeah. something. Yeah. Who let these <laughs> jokers in? And then immediately <laughs> starts become just, just the coward. He's like Hudson in Aliens. He's just like, game yeah. over, man, game over. Yeah. And, he, and the thing that I noticed this time watching it was he bitches continually through the whole movie he wants to leave. And then when he finally at the end decides to like join them, he then has another bitching session after yeah. going b- with them. Yeah. He's Continually. Like, is the there whole a time. machine gun? Where's the machine gun? Yeah. Oh, this is nice being in a sewer. If I wanted to be in a sewer, I'd go back to that Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is by far the most awful of the adult actors who all do really bad jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like they're all terrible. Frankly, they're all they're very even, bad. Which, which is confusing because like I said, I know John Ritter is a good actor. He's br- a brilliant comedic actor. Maybe he's just out of his depth in, in drama. Yeah. Actually, I, I think we need to make a correction. Stan is really good. The adult Stan who, <laughs> who real, he wears his bow tie at home and he wants to get I busy. Love, I had to, we looked up the age of every actor after watching this because they're all supposed to be about 37 or 38. Mm-hmm. And Mike Most, and Stan is a perfect example of a guy in his <laughs> late 30s. <laughs> Huge, like, bulb, like, Bulb, like bulbous nose, mustache, a bow tie, gray hair, re- reading like the Wall Street Journal or something. Suspenders, yeah, suspenders. And he's like, maybe later we can go in the bedroom and get a little bedroom action. <laughs> My That's how couples talk, to, isn't yeah. it? My mom wants to know when we're having kids. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm thinking your well, parents are alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are they in nursing homes? <laughs> Oh no! These are, we're just guys that are just like Mike with white hair on his side, like, yeah. like a black yeah. Reed Richards, you know, yeah. or Henry Bowers. But most. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh well, his hair turned white, but he was still sixty yeah. or seventy. <laughs> Here's something that's gonna freak you out about your own mortality: is most of those guys were pretty close to being the right age. They probably were all our age. No, I'll tell they you, they were like forty-two. Some uh, of them. Harry Anderson is was thirty. Was he thirty-eight? No, it was the guy that plays uh, Bill. He was dead on thirty-eight. Annette O'Toole was also 38, but everyone else was between 42 and 40. No, Harry Anderson would have been, was 38. So Harry Anderson also was 38. Yeah. But they, they're the youngest three looking, though, yeah. so I kinda, I'm kind of okay with that. Because the guy that, that played Stan was, I think, was he the one that was 45? <laughs> Mike was the oldest. Mike, the actor played Mike was 46. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stan was uh, 42. Okay, 42. So, I mean, that's... God, that's just two Christmases away, you know, <laughs> yeah. from yeah. all of us looking like that, basically. Oh, Stan uh, served as president of the Screen Actors Guild. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was a big character actor. I remember him. But, uh, yeah, I, guess, I mean, he's, he's not willing to go back. Right. That's a really sad scene when 
<laughs> you know, that's uh, it was a set, the the wife's acting was really, she was the best adult actor was the wife. <laughs> She the looks perfect like stranger's she, loving wife. Yeah, she looks like a parent in like a commercial where the kids made a mess in the kitchen. Like her reaction to Stan committing suicide just didn't seem suicide worthy. Well, no, it was like it was like if you walked in and your kids had drawn on your newly painted walls. Right, right. Yeah, well, well maybe that's what she thought had happened. <laughs> I guess someone had drawn on the wall. Because there really wasn't a had, lot of blood. Yeah, That's right. They, it specifically oh. shows a close-up of blood on the ground, and there's four drops. Uh, <laughs> it also shows the bath water when she first comes in, and the water is crystal clear. Yeah. Right. So she just thought he was messing around with the crayons again. Yeah. <laughs> Stan, we talked about this. She looked at the wall, and she's like, we just cleaned that with the scrubbing bubbles. Mm-hmm. I just thought it would put you in the mood. <laughs> Maybe he's talking. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Is he's making a sign about having sex at night? Are we gonna do it? 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 <laughs> and he's pointing at it. Oh, so that scene has has been misinterpreted right. for years. A lot yeah. of people think he's dead in that. But no, he's, no, he's, he just <laughs> he's just dead tired. She was screaming at his magnificent boner. Right. <laughs> and that's why we never saw him again. They were just boinking the whole time. Right. If yeah. you watch the scene for another ten seconds, he winks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. What was that phone call? <laughs> Nothing I'm concerned about. Right. He's like some yeah. crazy now, go, kid go from my Go put on to... some weird, modest 90s lingerie. Remember that crazy librarian I told you about? He's got <laughs> that our thinks no- he's a cop? <laughs> thinks he's a cop. He got our number somehow. Anyway, I'm going to be upstairs getting more comfortable. Maybe yeah, he wasn't even concerned champagne. about it. He hung up and he was yeah. like, promise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Are that you was kidding a, me? That's a bunch of bull. What are they going to do? Hold me to that? So they just assume he's dead. Or, or yeah. else he told his wife when they called. Probably the most obnoxious scene in, this, in the movie is when they call and Richie does his comedy bit. But he probably was <laughs> alive. And, and his wife, was, he's like, who is it? And his wife's going, oh, it's, it's like it's that librarian again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, God, tell him I'm dead, man. <laughs> I, don't want the, I don't want them to call me again. I haven't just, seen these people in 27 I years. I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, 30 years ago, we hung out down in, in the sewer one day. <laughs> it was more he's than like, hanging out. I don't want to yeah. talk to any of these psychos. Tell them I'm dead. Oh, this is sick kid, Eddie. <laughs> Richie, you won't stop doing voices. They were all the worst. Just obnoxious, worst. awful, obnoxious children. I didn't have any friends. It was a small town. So I had to hang out with. The Clash wouldn't have me. Yeah, I tried <laughs> to join the Clash crew, and they just, they, I was too nerdy. I was in the Scouts, but I was the only Boy Scout in the whole town. And right, I was yeah. the troop. You can't handle the troop. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, okay, I, I've said this so many times, and we're probably going to keep saying it. Best scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, got, you know what it is. When Bill and Mike reunite. Yes. And I like how Mike is, they see his house and they're all like horrified. Like, this is where you live? I know. When by today's standards, that would be a very fine home. Right. Oh, yeah. For any millennial to live in. I only live in this quarter of a million dollar house right (laughs) next to the the library. Yeah. That's maybe even on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm sorry about my beautiful bachelor pad. I know. He is like horrified by it. Yeah. He's like, well, this is the best I can afford. It's all I need. I'm a bachelor. Yeah, yes. that, that house in Salt Lake City would cost $500,000. Yeah, it would. Easily, yeah. yeah. And who knows about other places? It would be even more. But in, that yeah. t- in, in Maine, it's probably like a yeah, like an $800,000 house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got that shed? Yeah. It's got, it do, but like it's got that said, tire kit? It's got <laughs> the first montage. Is it the first montage? This is the first montage. And holy shit. Because there's two adult montages and there's one kid montage, right? Yeah. What, what's the kid one again? The kid one's building the dam. 
Is it building the dam? Oh, it is. Yeah. So this is our so second this is the montage. second, but it's a much better montage. Where just he, for no reason he was compelled to buy a bicycle tire repair kit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. in the book too. That's in the book. And in That's the book, weird. in the book, the, the, all of this shit kind of makes sense to some degree. Yeah, there's a lot more context or or like flavor. It like just it just doesn't seem as weird and goofy. Yeah. Even, they even drop the pack of cards, and there's two Ace of Spades that that are up. I, I don't remember if Pennywise is on the back of the cards. Pennywise though. is not on the back of them. That is weird that it was two Ace of Spades. Yeah, it is. And then, but and he had just opened the deck. But then when they turn him over, one of them had a blue back and one of them had a red back. So it was like one card oh. accidentally got put in the card. So deck. just a mistake at the factory. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this montage of Mike, two grown men, fixing a bike together, then having a blast riding around, <laughs> riding around together, together going up and down the teeter totter is my favorite <laughs> moment. It's like the uh, raindrops keep falling on my head scene. It from, is uh, Butch Cassidy, except awfully done. <laughs> yeah, like terribly done. What, I don't remember what the music is. Is it just? It's some old. Is it's it a another, real. It's, it's like a fifty song. song. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of. They're probably the cheapest ones that you had to pay royalties for. It's probably yeah. like which yeah. are the three cheapest songs? Okay, those are the three for the montage. Yeah, when they were editing it, they had uh, Splish Splash. I was taking a bath. <laughs> that was too expensive, Whoa! so they switched no it way! to. Uh, Switched it to yakety yak, don't go back. Yeah, no, no like, too expensive. No, way too yeah. expensive. No, they, they tw- ever since they used that in twins, mm-hmm. the price went up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can get this one that no one's remembered in yeah. twenty-seven years. But it's yeah, that's it's and it, I guess it's supposed to be a, a couple breaks in the intense tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's intense. Have we talked to Pennywise at all yet? <laughs> no, we haven't. Maybe we should Pennywise. talk about Tim I, Curry. I still think at this point in the movie we haven't even seen him again. No, I guess we have. We saw him he eat Georgie. Up, he, we showed saw up teeth. In, he showed up in the shower. He's, no, he showed up to all the kids. He's yeah. in the shower. That, sh- that was creepy when he went down the shower drain. I, it's that very was cool claymation. It was a lot of cool. Yeah, it was claymation. It's very bit like Pee-wee's Big Adventure style. Yeah. yeah. Like Large Marge style. Mm-hmm. When he dives down the drains and comes out of the drains. I liked all that. It, was, it had a cool... It just like special effects like that have such a cool look. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like art, an art project or something. And he's, he appears as the teenage werewolf to Richie, mm-hmm. Teen Wolf. When Richie's running through the school and he bumps into the principal, did you notice who oh, the principal was? Cigarette smoking man. Yeah, yeah. Does mm-hmm. a great reaction of an angry principal. Also, the other, the one of the little girls that walks past. This is gonna. It's when Ben's standing in the way of Bev after school. Yeah, and then two girls come by that are like oh, bullies yeah. on Bev. One of them is the girl that's the the big alien at the end of the faculty, who's like the naked blonde girl, and then she turns into a big like octopus or something. Oh, I don't think I've seen like the just faculty. just seeing her like eleven year old face. I was like, I recognize her <laughs> from the faculty. From the faculty. She was also in a Canadian soap opera with Ryan Le- Reynolds called Fifteen. I think what was that called? Ooh. Oh. That's the other reason I knew who she was. Wait, is it... T- uh, she's blonde. She's in the faculty. Because I was just talking about another movie she was in. Really? Because I remember 15. I'd watch that on Nickelodeon. Right. Do you remember Ryan Reynolds in it? Yeah. He was, uh, he was a dork. Yeah. And now he's, he's, he's doing pretty good from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and so is she probably. She was in the 1990. It. She was in the 1990. Then she was in 15. 15 around 1990. Mm-hmm. Two? No, it's probably more like 94. Faculty's probably 97? Um, I feel like the faculty was like maybe 99 or 2000. Oh, wow. Maybe. That's mm. a good movie, man. You should watch that. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's a really good horror movie. Where the teachers are monsters or are aliens? aliens? Mm. It's basically like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but the only way you can... 
find out if you're an alien is doing coke. Yeah, you have to like you have to do drugs because aliens can't do drugs. It's great, <laughs> man. It's so good. That's all you guys know. I'm not an alien, you know, man. <laughs> oh yeah, it's from uh, the it's from the Scream guy. You're tell, you you no one's ever pushed a, a a mirror with some cocaine on it in front of you and said, "Prove you're not an alien." <laughs> I don't think so. Because nobody leaves my house no, without they... finding out if they're an alien or not. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say, "Prove you're not a cop," not "Prove you're not an alien." Well, well co- which one's more deadly, dude? Yeah, a cop a or an alien? A cop's well, just gonna put me in jail. Right, an alien's well, gonna put you in, in a grave, man. In, a, in space jail. In space, space jail. jail. <laughs> you want to go to jail or space jail? Oh, Josh Hartnett. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he's yeah. in Penny Dreadful. Jordana Brewster. Who's that? Uh, uh, I think she's in the Fast and Furious movies. Oh. She's Dominic's sister. Frodo's oh, in, yeah. in it, though, right? Yeah, you got Frodo. Shooter McGavin. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Stewart. This is pre-Frodo, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Famke Johnson. Shooter McGavin's in it? Yeah. Well, I think, I think John Stewart's in he it. Is, is that what you said? Yeah, I said John Stewart. He's the, he's like the, he's science, the science teacher. teacher. Yeah. Shooter McGavin, I think, is the coach. Oh, oh, he's got to be the coach. You need to watch The Faculty. It's Can't put good. him in your movie and not have him be the coach. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Either that or the guy that's uh, from Terminator 2 is the coach. Which one? The T-1000? Yeah. Liquid one. Uh, Robert Patrick? Yeah. Have you seen this boy? Yeah, yeah. So, Penny- what about oh, Pennywise? Let's talk about Pennywise. Uh, do you think he was scary at all? Because... <laughs> Part yeah, of, part of, I guess so. I, don't, I guess just compared to the new creepy weirdo like Heath Ledger Pennywise that's in the new movie. Yeah, yeah. It's here's like, here's the thing. This is like Jack Nicholson to Heath Ledger in in. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, yeah, that's perfectly accurate. Yeah, but imagine if Jack Nicholson every time he sh- well he does have clown music every time he shows up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the music is so off putting because it is not. These are supposed to be scenes that are supposed to be tense and scary, and it's the cheesiest circus music you've ever heard. Yeah. It's like yeah. if Danny Elfman had a, si- a side side band where they just... Like o- where Oingo Boingo wasn't circusy enough? Yeah, like yeah. So, like Oingo Boingo, the, when, when, when Oingo Boingo first came out and they were the mystical knights of Oingo right, Boingo, right. like that wasn't circusy enough. Right. So he had to go do another side project with his like brother-in-law. Yeah. So someone left the band. Someone left Oingo Boingo and said, you, we've lost our way, man. Right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to get back to deep circus, root circus. <laughs> we never even use the calliope anymore. Right. Just collecting dust, man. Yeah, that's very true. I, oh, great. Another album with no calliope parts. What am I supposed to yeah. do? With, with the right score, I, I think that would have elevated this TV movie to, to maybe, like, it's cl- the, the soundtrack makes it clear, or the score, that it's a TV movie. Oh, yeah. It screams TV movie. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just so bad. And so low, low budget. I liked that Tim Curry was doing a Krusty the Clown voice. And I prob- liked probably it. that would have been kind of before Krusty the Clown was a thing. God, it would have maybe, been. Maybe, or, or around no. the same time. No. And probably when they were filming it, it was probably I'll bet before. you before. Well, they do say they don't want the police chief to have a cow. Oh, yeah. I yeah. bet you maybe Krusty the Clown was an influence, and yeah. the Simpsons were a slight influence. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said he was trying to sound like a Catskills comedian, like an old-timey like a clown would sound. Yeah. I thought he was creepy, I thought it was not as a good. supernatural creature, but just as a weird clown. Yeah, I I don't know. I guess, like I said, it's hard after seeing the new It movie where where that Swedish kid is so creepy. Yeah. Like, I just... It's, it's good. I really like his performance of Pennywise. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't, I didn't even, I just didn't find any moment even remotely scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even tense. Well, yeah. what about the fortune cookies? <laughs> ah, the cookies fortune, yeah. Oh, but we're going to skip right over the, the third uh, montage of them eating and looking at Chinese food and talking. <laughs> that scene was so long. Yeah. I couldn't believe how long that scene was. And then isn't Harry Anderson doing bits? Like, yeah, with he's, chopsticks yeah. he's doing bits with chopsticks and everyone else is laughing. What about Bev, how she greets people by kissing them on the mouth? <laughs> See, okay. No, just Bill. No. Just Bill. No, she, there's three different times she does it. Does I she th- kiss other people? Yeah, because yeah. I think she also kisses Ben. Yeah, so this is, I feel like, them trying to be true to the book but not being able to show the stuff that's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> so by having her just kiss everybody deeply on the mouth. The, it but shows that there's some sort of sexual connection there. Does she yeah. make out with Bill or Ben where it, they like really go at it? Oh, it, that's the that's the hallucination. That's yeah, what, it's yeah. Pennywise. Yeah. Ben is kissing Pennywise. Mm-hmm. But then later Ben act- actually does kiss Bev, but he thinks it's Pennywise. And it's yeah. but it's like gross to watch. It's some deep making out. And the out. thing I love best about the scene where yeah, that makeout scene is he said he he says to Bev does Bill know about about this? And she should say, "Who gives a shit? Bill's married." Yeah, right. I don't think Bill remembers that. <laughs> I don't. Oh, Until she shows man. up, he, he, well, we'll, get, we'll get to that. He did that thing where you put your finger in your mouth and pull your wedding ring off. The <laughs> second he got on the plane, man, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, Bev's gonna be there." Oh, I did make a promise on my way. <laughs> that's why he immediately. That's why his bags were already packed. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. he's been waiting for this day. <laughs> <laughs> he so, took yeah. his wedding ring off and left it by the phone. Yeah, he did. That's maybe that's why his wife was so yeah. concerned and came to dare. Who was that on the phone that afternoon? Who was yeah. that on the phone? Why did you take your wedding ring off? <laughs> well, then she's talking to that British guy. Oh yeah, I don't even remember what that conversation was about. It didn't really make okay, sense. Okay, so he's the, a screenwriter. So he's a screenwriter, and then he's on he's on set, set. making a, one of his uh, books into a film. And his wife's a famous actress, and she's in and the she's oh. in the, and she's in the movie. But he's there to do on, like on the fly script changes. Oh, okay. And so that's why the director's so furious and like he'll never work in this town again. Oh, stuff. so that's another job where you plan it as you go. Right. Yeah. Filmmaking. Filmmaking, yeah. podcasting. What was the other and one? Wrestling. 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 Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. the, the food montage was it just lasted so long. Which is so weird because this it's the movie's already too long. And well, if there had been dialogue instead of music, it would have just been them saying each other's names over and over again. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they actually put that in to make it longer. Because More noodles, it, Bill? It's too yes, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what it needed. Yeah. Patch, pass me those cabbage rollers. Eddie? Eddie? Spaghetti oh, man? <laughs> Eddie Spaghetti. Worst. Eddie Spaghetti. Spaghetti man? Spaghetti man. Yeah. Um, so it's two 90-minute parts, so... On TV, it was probably two hours each each yeah. part. Yeah. So I, I sort of thought those montages were like, we got to pad this, man. We're not hitting two hours yet. Yeah. Because that third montage, like the bike scene's kind of fun-loving. <laughs> the building the dam is a little less important. But but this this Chinese food scene, it's literally the waitress bringing dishes out. Like it's yeah. not even an yeah. interesting montage. Yeah. It's not like the Karate Kid where he's like training. It's a, it's a montage that's almost not even a montage. It's right. almost just shot real time. <laughs> it's true. And they just turn the, the, the volume of their mics down, so because they're still talking, <laughs> you can't hear it, and they just turn the music up. Yeah. It's like, fuck it, this, hopefully this will work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but those fortune cookies were really scary. Yeah, and that's, I think that's that straight little, up from the book, too. bird thing, eyeballs, yeah. eyeballs in your fortune cookie. The yeah. bird fetus was pretty good for TV, but that was kind of creepy. Yeah. 
the the one that was the crab, the one I think Ben had, looked like one of those wind up things where you wind oh, it yeah. up. <laughs> had little plastic feet on it, walking, yeah. like yeah. walking tea. But yeah. uh, the thing I loved, I, I that I just pictured, what if you were sitting close to this part of the restaurant when this meeting happened? <laughs> like, let's see, they they set you right next to the like conference room or wherever they were in this Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Because there's people you can see the background. Yeah. They're all talking full volume. You see one guy going, let's get out of dairy. I don't even want to be a dairy. <laughs> yeah. And then when Eddie remembers, he literally starts crying and going, oh, my God. I can't we, do it. I can't do this. What are we going to do? And then this woman's and he's having going, an asthma attack. He's got an asthma attack. This woman's going around kissing everyone, kissing all. <laughs> You'd be sitting there going, what? Who are these people? And right. then you're like, wait, isn't that the guy that's on after Johnny Carson? You're like That's, that's, yeah. that's that, that talk show host. And then that's that famous architect that was on the cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> There's that fashion designer yeah. who's getting in trouble for her Chicago sweatshops. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that, there's that goddamn famous writer. Who's from our town. They're having some kind of weird orgy or something. <laughs> They're screaming and crying. They're like a big giant couple. <laughs> They're all laughing a minute ago. Now they're screaming and crying and yeah. gasping for air. Yeah. Then after that scene, when they get up, they all of them run out of the restaurant. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. you noticed that. Yeah. So you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, these seven people that are screaming and arguing and laughing and eating suddenly run out of the restaurant, like dine-in dash style. Yeah. yeah. And you would have been like, wow. Get get when I get to work tomorrow, I got a wild story to tell people in the office. They're not even gonna believe this. All these celebrities are having some kind of crazy drug party. At the Chinese restaurant the Chinese we go restaurant. to in our little town of Derry. <laughs> the uh when Eddie's going to get his uh inhaler refilled and the pharmacist says, Nothing like a good pull on the old lung sucker, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's an odd line. Didn't know what to make of that. Bev's uh, <laughs> old tea drinking lady. That was pretty creepy. That's, That's good. Too. That was the scariest part. That's good. I had in the to book. look away. Uh, but in the book, she's not drinking blood. She's yeah, drinking it's, diarrhea. It's diarrhea in the book. So I, I was actually pleased with that oh. change. Yeah. Because when they she first is pouring the tea, I'm like, I don't know if I can handle them yeah. sipping on diarrhea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. So just nice. Yeah. No one can see the blood. Which made me start thinking about the blood. So, so the blood that they get on there, like the blood in the tea is not, yeah. is, is that blood there? Is it on the floor? Because the blood in the bathroom when Bev was a kid. Well, the blood on the floor at the tea doesn't matter because that house actually is burnt down. So that's right. Okay, so that's not even there at all. But yeah. the, the blood that's, because ex- doesn't a bunch of shit explode and get blood on the table at the Chinese uh, restaurant? Yeah. yeah. Does that mean that that tablecloth is stained with invisible blood forever? Yeah, and just no one else. And no one else can see it. Is it that it? the supernatural powers make it so no one else sees it? Yes, yeah. but it's really there. Yeah. Yes. Whoa. So they have, to, they have to wash the blood off, like the scene where where in the bathroom, Bev's bathroom gets yeah. covered in blood. They they have to wash it off. So some kid who's been seeing Pennywise around town, his mom's taking him to a Chinese restaurant for his like birthday, right? And they sit down at that table, and it's just covered in blood. It's got brown, but they're brown. It's, it's old dried blood. blood. Oh, it's dried blood. Yeah. yeah. So you'd sit down, and you wouldn't even be scared. You'd be like, what the you'd be like, hell? What, you yeah. can't wash this tablecloth? What is wrong with this tablecloth? <laughs> and then I yeah. started thinking, when, when uh, Bill's parents find the photo album covered in blood, and she just puts it back on the shelf. Yeah. That means she just has blood, invisible blood, that dries to her hands, and she doesn't know it. Yeah. And yeah, the, but... So it's probably on there for a week. No, she's like Puck. From here to here, she's clean. Okay. 
Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a very kind of... Uh, it's a 90s reference for you. It's a 90s reference. Puck. <laughs> Puck. We all f- forgot about Eat, Puck, didn't we? Eating peanut butter with his hands. Yeah. Wow. God, I haven't even thought of the real world in, in forever. <laughs> it's just I think about Smogville and no real world. All right, so talking about a loop. <laughs> but uh, that also means that there's a giant square of blood in Georgie's room that's dried up too. Right on the carpet, on the, but, um, but yeah. no one's allowed in that room anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that was. Don't you ever, ever come in this room again? But it's where all the board games are. <laughs> yeah, I know that shit has been his comeback. Yeah. And the photos, like, why are we? He, he shouldn't be looking at his dead brother's photo album. That's normal behavior. I know he's taking it a lot better than his parents, (laughs) actually. Yeah. Especially his dad. God. His dad is kind of, (laughs) that's kind of strange. Never go in this room again. Well, they do that when he's working on the sewer map in the new one, too. Yeah, and so like just all the grown-ups are weird and dairy. Yeah, but in that at that point in time, he's like, "Your brother's dead already. Give it up. Stop trying to figure out where he is." Yeah, not just don't come in here and reminisce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know because he's literally sitting on the floor looking at a photo album. That's Georgie's album. Yeah, that's it's a little weird. <laughs> oh, Puck served two years in prison for stalking in 2012. Okay, oh, stalking who? A woman. Hmm. 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 Checks out. Yeah, two years in prison. God, he must have really been stalking a lot to actually go yeah. to jail. I thought the whole problem with stalkers is this, the laws aren't strict enough. Yeah. So he must have really been stalking. Really done some serious stalking. Huh. Well, I would have assumed Puck was dead of, of a drug overdose by now or something. Yeah, he's yeah. living off the grid, it says. Oh. Okay. So that's nice. <laughs> that's the kind of person that applies for reality shows, is someone yeah. who desires to live off the grid. I, I think that's just a nice way of saying that he's no longer famous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's probably like, I have the internet. What do you mean? I, my, yeah. my, I check my email every day waiting for the, my agent to email me yeah. my new part. <laughs> he's uh, off the grid. He's off oh, the grid. Oh, I mean, he's it, off the grid. And that just means TMZ doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. If not even TMZ cares, then you're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually out all the time at the hot spots. Yeah. <laughs> He sometimes goes to the airport and just hangs out by baggage claim at LAX. <laughs> I know. Keeps walking back and forth. He's, while holding, <laughs> he's holding his headshot next to him. Yeah. Has his buddy show up with a cardboard sign that says Puck. He's got <laughs> just, yeah. a, just a real, real world Oh, this puck. is me. This is, in fact, me. You must be my limo driver. He has the peanut butter and keeps eating yeah. it with his fingers. Just to kind of jog the memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hug scene in this that's also amazing. I think they're trying. Great. They're convincing uh, Richie to stay, and oh, yeah. and so Bill. <laughs> All you Bill can see is Bill's head, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill's hugging everybody, and then the camera flips around, and you see Bill's head sticking through. And he says something like, like "Come, come on, Richie," or something. Or like yeah. Richie, yeah. we're glad you're glad you're with us, Richie. Yeah, that's the scene where Richie agrees to to go with them, and then f- after bitching the whole movie, and then in the very next scene is bitching about yeah. about it again. So. Henry Bowers shows up and has and puts uh, right before that scene because that's like the end scene. Yeah, where, yeah. where I, I forgot we're getting skipping around now. What are, where are we at? We're leaving the. Oh, I guess they go back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they kill Henry Bowers. They kill Henry and just leave his body there. Right. Even though I'm assuming their names are on the hotel room. Well, well yeah, but here's the great thing, is it's in Eddie's room. No, it's in Eddie's room. Oh. in the book. in the book. In this, it's in Mike's room. Yeah. 
And they say they're going to call the police. And they're like, no, the police will make it worse or they won't care or. Yeah. Is that Mike's but at some point, a cop well, is going to show so, up and find a body in a room registered to Mike. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> well, I mean, Eddie dies. So, I've, dang, I guess they are in Mike's room, huh? In he the, has a lot yeah, of explaining. He's got a lot in, in, in the this book, TV. In the book, it works out perfectly. In the book, it works out perfectly yes, because. His body's in Eddie's room. His body's in Eddie's room and Eddie dies. Uh, does so, Eddie die in this? Yeah, he falls over seven feet. <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't remember you that. Remember? I seriously, don't even remember Pennywise that. I watched this three days ago. Penny, Pennywise he, like he nudges runs, him. He runs up and squirts him with the the in, inhaler. This inhaler. Is oh. he goes. I I believe in Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy, but I don't believe in you. And then he squirts. This it. is poison. Yeah, battery this acid. is battery acid. He squirts it on on the Pennywise giant spider. <laughs> Pennywise lifts him up. And like shakes, shakes him, him or something, yeah. And then, tr- and then, th- doesn't Bev shoot him with the 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 little uh, the silver uh, silver bullet? Thing. And then he drops Eddie, but he drops like if you would slam dunk the basketball and, and land it yeah. on the ground. That's how far. I he guess drops. that's why I didn't realize he was dead. Yeah, he's oh, dead. Yeah, he's no, they say goodbye to him and stuff. And like, you don't remember? <laughs> he, he has like a long drawn out death. Yeah, scene. they're holding him in his arms, and I was like, why? How, why is he dying? Oh my yeah. God! He, if anything, he rolled an ankle. At, at worst, <laughs> yeah. at worst, rolled an well, ankle. He's very frail. He is frail. He's That's fragile, we, we, man. So we do find out his death is a little too gruesome for TV. Well, most most they, they turned down a lot of stuff. The rock fight in this is hilarious. This like, is uh, you, you mentioned that this is like the Miami Connection of of yes. horror miniseries. Also, like Miami Connection, mm-hmm. it's where the one black guy in the big group gets stabbed and then is in the hospital at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Do you know what was fun? When I was reading it, and I because they, they really hammer home like friendship and stuff in the book, and yeah. I kept imagining literally dra- how good it would be if Dragon Sound <laughs> was fighting Pennywise, <laughs> and I just kept imagining this masterpiece movie where it's Dragon Sound is the Losers Club. Oh, oh man! Wow. Think how great that would be. And they and they just have montages of them playing songs and riding bikes on riding stage, riding bikes and stuff, and just having a good time, and then having yelling at Pennywise. And, yeah. Oh, it would have been so good. The power of friendship, you know. Going around with no shirts. Yeah. In- instead of everyone showered. It, yeah. <laughs> instead of calling it the Miami Connection, you call it it's a Miami Connection. Yeah. It's, it's Miami Connection. Yeah. It's Miami Connection. It's Miami Connection. Yeah. Or it sent like colon Miami Connection. <laughs> Like it's the sequel, yeah, oh, yeah. Like First Blood Part Two, right? It Miami Connection. <laughs> I th- I thought about this w- seriously a ton <laughs> of how much I would love that. Oh, if only. And they could have each one of the the members of the Kung Fu uh, Karate Group slash band have their own experience with Pennywise. Yeah, they and they and they'll have their own slow motion montage of them <laughs> kicking up. up. <laughs> knife out of somebody's head. Yeah. Pennywise's hand. Yeah, Pennywise's and then they'll head. talk about, hey, I saw that clown too. <laughs> and one of them could even I use wish his I had toes. A one of them <laughs> yeah. can do that karate thing and pull on Pennywise's red nose with his toes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honking it. Yeah. yeah. Honking it. Yeah. Beep, beep, so. Richie. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So the part where. I want to talk again about uh, when they call Stan because Harry Anderson's performance there is the worst scene <laughs> in the movie. The worst. <laughs> where they go back to the library <laughs> slash police headquarters and they decide to call Stan after the Chinese dinner to like, where is our buddy? You know? Yeah. He, w- yeah. Little do we know that he's just he's having sex with his wife right then. Yeah. yeah. While the rest of them aren't having sex with anyone. 
Including Eddie being a virgin. He's just in the fridge drinking some beers. Yeah. And and they call, tell him I'm dead. But right before that, he does, like, like Rich picks up the phone and does this whole routine of, like, love him. I barely knew him. You look like my brother. You are my long-lost brother. And, like, it's it's just the most (laughs) awful. And then all the actors have to pretend to laugh. You see John John Ritter and Annette O'Toole just cracking up. (laughs) And I'm like, that's the best acting in the movie. Is is. them laughing at his god awful montage or uh, I don't know what you'd call it bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he ad libbed that whole scene. (laughs) That's why they're cracking up. Bit, yeah. It's so freaking bad. (laughs) Oh, and then I forgot about his head in the fridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was nice. That's in the book, too. That's pretty spooky. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Like it's interesting the choices they made that are real faithful to the book, and and then doing really random weird stuff. Yeah. With other stuff, but that that was pretty cool. It works pretty well. Yeah. I and like, it, and they have a hell of a party in the <laughs> in the library. Yeah, the library party. Are they drinking champagne? Yeah. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah. They're drinking. Yeah, they gotta have some sh- champagne. It's they weird. reminisce. <laughs> they blow the windows out. They don't really have a very good plan at all for like they come back to ta- like the entire promise is literally just to come to town. Yeah. Because yeah. once they're in town, they have no plan. They don't know what they're going to do. They don't even, like, they don't want to even, like, why even come to town when they just argue the whole time about wanting to leave? Like, why did, why did Richie yeah. even come to town? Well, he well, was ready all... to leave as, as soon as he landed. Right. They all come to town, at least in the miniseries, because they made a promise that they'd come back. Apparently, part of their promise wasn't that they would destroy Pennywise. It was just that they'd come back to town. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's like, this yeah. isn't part of the deal. You just said we'd come back and have some drinks and eat some Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe have a weird little orgy. Yeah. Promise that when a Chinese restaurant finally opens, we'll try it. <laughs> I've been wanting to try Chinese food my whole life. Eddie's never had Chinese food. <laughs> Do you guys he eat never a found Chinese a restaurant food? he loved. Oh, I love Chinese food. Do you guys eat a lot of Chinese food? I love Chinese I food. I really love Chinese food, yeah. I, oh, I, I can't even re- remember the last time I've had it. I oh, had it like boy. two days ago. Yeah, okay. I, lo- well, okay. I love a spicy hot noodle. Oh, interesting. Okay, because well, when I was watching that scene, I was like, "God, who the hell eats Chinese food?" This guy. I thought that yeah. was very nineties. <laughs> you guys are throwbacks, though. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I can't believe how throwbacks. expensive Chinese yeah. food is nowadays. Is it? I don't. Yeah, he, I wouldn't know. Last time I had it was nineteen ninety. It <laughs> used to be like the staple that it was. You'd order Chinese food for delivery because it was cheap and it would come to your house. In and 1990, you'd get like three though? days worth of stuff. Yeah, wasn't it supposed to be? F- but aren't they having a fancy dinner in in the it miniseries, or was it considered takeout then? T- I guess yeah. In Gremlins, they're eating takeout, Chinese takeout. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, ma- that was like 80s though. I mean, maybe it was. It started to get real upscale in the 90s. Yeah, it looked pretty. That looked like a pretty. It nice was upscale. Restaurant. It was very nice. I mean, that like gold. Right the they let them just drink out of like go into the liquor cabinet of the restaurant and just drink. <laughs> I having, love that. They're having cups of whiskey in this restaurant. Yeah, yeah like, that's a, not really something I've ever seen where you just have a do-it-yourself open bar in the restaurant. Right. right. Very laid-back restaurant. Maybe that's yeah. why they chose it. Yeah. They have a great champagne policy there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice when they're leaving the hotel, the desk clerk had a pen and Richie's record and a bunch of Bill's books? Yeah, so this and dead she body... kind of like, tries to get them to sign it and... Yeah, and they, they were a little concerned about the murder they just committed. Yeah, yeah and they were all rushing out of there in the yeah. most suspicious manner. And then Richie literally throws the keys, and he's like, "Don't write, I'll call you," or "Don't like <laughs> says something and runs." Yeah, and you're like, you would think anyone even remotely <laughs> acting like that, you'd be like, "That was yeah. weird." That's weird. And oh then, no, those and are then, just those same people that ran out of the Chinese restaurant. That's <laughs> just their thing. Thirty minutes later, you have the maid screaming upstairs, yeah. cleaning the room. That would be, yeah, pretty. God, and if they were just going to leave town, think about that. 
Like that scene right before they have the weird giant hug, they're all <laughs> going to the airport. So, I mean, they, they went to town, they stayed in this hotel, murdered someone, and then they're just going to act, act like they yeah. can go back to their lives? Yeah. yeah. Like the cops wouldn't literally be calling them the next day? Or, or, the, or the, the news? Yeah. Famous writer, murder, part of a murder, like, scandal? What did Mike say when he was in the, when they took Mike to the hospital as to why he was bleeding? He fell? Oh, oh they did. They said he fell. Oh, what was it? <laughs> he was working on his house? Yeah, it was something working like that. Working on a bike in his shed, and he fell on a rusty bike part? Yeah, he <laughs> was, was changing the tire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is, like, the worst criminals in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked to see what happens in this TV miniseries. As soon as it's over, the police just showing up. Yeah. Yeah, in the, see, like, in the book, it makes sense because shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the tracks, are, like we said, it's Eddie's room. No problem. Eddie's dead. Yeah. Well, that, and they also have bigger problems because half the entire city sinks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's covered. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they're in the sewer and he realizes Audra is mm. there. Yeah. And he takes off running down the hall, <laughs> screaming, Audra! Audra! Hear his voice fade away. <laughs> nobody, ah! nobody keeps their cool at all. Yeah, no. They don't. They don't seem to understand Pennywise at all. When they <laughs> when they confront him as little kids, they seem to handle it better than as adults. Yeah, yeah. Because they see the things like. So what do they all see? The, my favorite moment <laughs> of that is when the the werewolf hands go up on Richie and <laughs> Seth Green goes. What does he say? He says, "You're not." You're not. Real. Real or something. <laughs> His delivery is so bad. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, "You're not real." I, am, said, I said, "You're not. You're not real." real. <laughs> His eyebrows are going up and down. Yeah. How do they? How did the adults kill Pennywise the clown? Or did they? So in the in I don't remember what so happened they, here. They get there, and I, I guess they see Audra. <laughs> so yeah. Bill runs off screaming, "Audra!" Oh yeah. And then. Eddie gets killed. Out, out comes the spider, the big giant. Because they say they realized, oh, the clown was just a manifestation of it. So did they kill the clown as kids, for good? No, no. The they clown portion the, of it. Well, in the remember, they shoot him in the head, and his head yeah. cracks open, and light comes out, and then yeah. what, what happens? Oh, he jumps down the the drain, and I guess they assumed he was dead in this TV miniseries. But they're still because they saw the clown as adults, right? Yeah. But then they say something like, "Oh, we got rid of the clown, but that was just part of it. We've got to find the." I, I was kind of. I'm still curious why he's the clown because it is a giant, weird spider crab thing. Yeah, yeah. Like alien spider. He's supposed to. I, yeah, I don't. And I, it's a she. Yeah, it is a she. And I don't understand why that that's the shape that it takes most of the time is the clown because it doesn't make sense to me because wasn't it there before it, that clown came to town? Yeah, it's been in, in dairy for like a million years or something. Yeah. But Pennywise has been there since the 1700s since, or something. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. That's, I'm just curious. Yeah, I've never fully understood why he's a clown aside from just being creepy. I guess. Yeah. Well, I, like guess he, I guess in the 50s, people still liked clowns because it hadn't come out yet. Right. So, so, John so a clown is still something yet. that's appealing to children. Well, it's made a real mark in yeah John Wayne in, Gacy. Yeah, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I think I think Pennywise is a little bit. Oh my god. Uh, based on that. Uh, you know how we enjoy reading uh, re- people's relationship problems on Reddit? Yeah. Yeah. This dude, uh, his girlfriend broke up with him. And he's like, I don't even get it. How do I win her back? 
because he uh, jumped out of the closet wearing an it mask. (laughs) And she started screaming and crying and ran off and broke up with him. And then he found out later that when she was a kid, her dad was obsessed with John Wayne Gacy and would threaten her by saying things like, like, oh, if you're not good, John Wayne Gacy's going to come get you. So he's Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, it is weird. And then this, but this dude is like, I didn't know that. Like, how was I supposed to know she was afraid of clowns? Kind of true. I sort of am on this guy's side. But then later in the comments, he revealed that this is the second time. (laughs) Because he also hid under her bed and growled and made animal noises. And she started crying and almost called the cops. (laughs) So he says... It's a fun-loving guy. Yeah, he says, I thought after that she would have gotten over it. (laughs) And I could jump out of the closet with the it mask. So anyway, how do I win her back? Yeah, I don't know, man. She sounds like she just doesn't like pranks. Yeah, sounds like she a real sounds dud. sounds like a stick in the mud. Yeah. But I, as far as, I, I just think this is, a, a, I don't know if Pennywise was the first example of this, but it's it very much is something that's supposed to be pure and innocent that's horrible, you know? And that's like John Wayne Gacy yeah. is, yeah. I know, a huge influence on this. Serial killer that w- w- would go to kids' birthday parties as a clown. Yeah. It is so creepy. Yeah. Think about that. And he killed children. There was yeah. like 30 kid skeletons in his basement. Well, yeah, I mean, is that when clowns... Clowns are such a thing. It's so common and normal to be afraid of clowns. It's not even interesting. I feel like When this... someone's like, oh, I'm a spooky clown. So did this start that? I don't think it started it. I feel like he, he like... Pushed it. Like, solidified it. He, like, yeah. grabbed on to, like, this 1990, like, psychic the energy. Like, yeah, yeah well, it's like a zeitgeist thing, because... He's not the first evil clown. Like, you know, there's a murderer. There's the Joker. Oh, yeah. The Joker's been around for 100 years. He's an evil clown. When did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space come out? Was that? That was 1988. So that's right before this. So it was on the public's conscience. It just, uh, it just, this, I feel like, really hammered at home. It's just such a striking image. Oh, the book was before Killer Clowns. Oh, that's true. Okay, so the book. But According to Wikipedia, the evil, the modern archetype of the evil clown was popularized by it. Yeah, yeah, popularized. That's the word I was looking for. Because you think about how, what a striking image. Like probably the image that still sticks in everyone's mind the most is the little boat and then a guy in the sewer. Yeah, yeah. A clown in the sewer just has that like. It's just that that juxtaposition is just something you would never think of, right? Yeah. Like he's not supposed to be there. Something's wrong about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luring little kids into the sewer. Those sewers are big. Those are some big sewers. Big su- yeah. Yeah. Giant sewers. Yeah, Very, I've never been in our sewers. You can stretch I don't know what out. They're, no, they're nice. <laughs> Dude, they're their just, sewers are huge. Things converge with tiny little streams and X's, and there's yeah. like long hallways, and it's really big chambers. Really colorfully yeah. lit. There's like giant green rooms and giant pink rooms. Well, maybe it built that. He put up the lights. He bought the light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> he, cr- he created that with his mind. Yeah. So the big rubber spider. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's. Just it looks pretty good for being a big rubber spider. I actually, yeah, I think it looks a lot better than I remembered it looking when I was younger. That's true. When I I remember watching the whole TV miniseries and being because I'd never read it as a kid, and then when they got to the spider, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I thought it was the dumbest looking thing <laughs> in the world, but I couldn't appreciate the the glory that it is because seeing it this time, it's a beaut. It's a beauty. Yeah. It's a nice rubber claymation spider. It's like stop at, or stop motion, like uh, Harryhausen. Yeah, very yeah, like like low budget Harryhausen, and then that's this is the scene we get where it's just such a confusing thing. The deadlights are such a con- confusing thing, and I feel like they handled it well in the new it with when Pennywise opens his mouth and you see the lights and it hypnotizes Bev. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So that's what they're trying to convey in this, but without reading the book, 
it doesn't make sense. So me as a kid watching this, I was like, so this clown is a big, weird, dumb spider <laughs> and his belly glows. Yeah. Like, like yeah. one of those glow worm dolls you had as a kid, you'd squeeze <laughs> it and the head would glow like a nightlight for a kid. And then I didn't understand that belief in, in Pennywise is where he gets his power. Like yeah. he feeds off fear. And the reason little kids see him is because they believe in, in supernatural stuff and they believe in monsters. Yeah. And so when I was watching it as you know a kid and and that one, and Eddie goes I believe in Santa Claus yeah. and the Easter bunny yeah. and the tooth fairy <laughs> but I don't believe in you and then sprayed him with his his inhaler I didn't have a context for that so I was like this is idiotic yeah this is so stupid this guy's <laughs> going to suddenly start talking about the Easter bunny and squirt him with his inhaler of course the spider picks him up and smashes him <laughs> down and kills him drops him from 6 feet like, yeah yeah it's, he falls <laughs> over 7 feet and it just, that's, you know, no, nobody can survive that. He's only a man. And then Bev shoots him with a slingshot, and I just thought that was stupid. I, I was like, why don't they have guns? Yeah. They should have brought guns down there, because I didn't get that it's they be, the silver bullets work because they believe that silver kills monsters. Yeah. But if you, know, if you know that something only works if you believe in it, how can you believe in it? I know. The right that's way. True. That's true. That's kind of a catch-22. Well, I don't think they, they knew that it only works because they believed in it the first time that they used it because the first time yeah. they used it, they, well, according to the book, it's because he keeps showing up as like horror movie shit. And then in the book, they shoot the teenage werewolf with uh, Bill's gun, Bill's dad's gun. And it doesn't kill him. And they're like, cause it didn't have, silver, it didn't have bullets. silver bullets. Oh, so yeah. they're like, we need silver bullets. So as a kid, that makes sense. Yeah. In that sort and then of when they're adults, they do something different. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what they—the reason they did it the same, this way in the the TV movie because in the book they have like a psychic battle and they can't really yeah. show that. So I mean, they have to ha- shoot him with a slingshot and have the guy run up to him, yeah. and, and then they all start kicking him. Yeah, yeah. and then kicking, and punching then, like, and then it out. runs yeah. in the next room, and they all come and just start punching a giant <laughs> spider. That does not translate. Yeah. You're like <laughs> laughing. Yeah, and push it over, push the big rubber spider over. So then after this is done, they all start forgetting again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that work? Because I thought, because it has been vanquished. I don't know. So I thought it was it that was causing them to forget. Well, it's, if you, in sure. the book, it's different. So like, um, it is there in the book, but their entire friendship is a series of events that were put in by a different entity called the Turtle. Oh yeah, they didn't and, even address the Turtle. And, the, <laughs> and we're not going to address it either, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, the Turtle knew that these kids if they all got together they could defeat it basically it's it's kind of the good side like a yin and yang thing like it's this evil power and those kids together kind of the good power when they're when they're they're together i wonder if they're gonna do the turtle in i hope so movie i would love it i just kept picturing in the book the turtle island from never ending story (laughs) gamora or whatever yeah and I was like, that's what I kept picturing. So in the book, I was like, oh, that's cool. This giant ancient turtle island that's like fallen asleep and bored with the little little boy. Yeah. I'm cool with a giant turtle, man. That's not uncool with me. Yeah. Or what about the fact that young Ben, obviously, there's no way he grows up to be John, John Ritter. Ritter. Right. He grows up to be Kevin Owens. Right. <laughs> I was thinking the whole time I was looking at young Kevin Owens. <laughs> he, is, he is young Kevin Owens. Or the actor that plays Biff or something yeah. Yeah. In, in Back to the Future. It's, there's no way. I, I think Even I, with weight loss. I think yeah. I said that verbatim, that there's no way that he grows up have, to John their Ritter. Their hair is a different color. Right. Oh, they look nothing alike. Yeah. Uh, not even. Not even slightly. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
it's, I don't know, man. It's so many choices in this. The kids are so bad. The adult actors are all so bad. I love the ending, riding their bike through town. Oh, that's that in does the book. Not, it yeah. does not translate. It's so stupid. It just It's almost like he wakes his wife up <laughs> by, by, by scaring her by being like idiotic. Yeah, yeah, by swerving through the cars. Swerving through traffic on your bike. Well, then they get to the intersection, and they stop in the middle of the intersection, and every car stops, but every car in that intersection was coming at once from all directions. Right, so it's a good <laughs> so thing that already, bike was there. <laughs> right, so there's <laughs> been a terrible collision. <laughs> it's like a six-point head-on collision. Yeah. yeah. So he's a hero, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, man, I loved it so much. What do you guys... How do you feel? What are your thoughts on overall? It's fun to watch. It was the It's probably as good as it could have possibly been for I, a TV yeah. movie in 1990. It's TV a, movies still had some yeah. prestige then. Well, well I, but that's the thing. It's like you think about the production quality for anything that was on TV back then, and it was low. Yeah. And especially like mini, TV miniseries and TV movies, they shouldn't have been called TV movies. They yeah. should have just been called extra long TV episodes yeah. Yeah. because the budgets that they had, obviously, I mean, were just horrible. Lonesome Dove was really good. What year was Lonesome Dove, you it's think? It's probably the same year. Cowboy movies yeah, are not Yeah, but you don't expensive. have to have a huge budget yeah, for that. Yeah, cowboy movies are way You just got to go put some Levi's and walk in the desert. <laughs> just rent, rent a couple horses, yeah. <laughs> rent some horses, put on Levi's. That's about it. Walk yeah. around. Yeah. They, they had to make like a giant... Save money if the you, you only cast actors who can grow their own mustaches. Think about mm-hmm. this. So you save on the mustache budget. They, they probably spent 80% of their budget on champagne. That's true. <laughs> because that was the good stuff. I'll bet the big rubber spider was expensive. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I just, yeah, I don't and know. And those sewers, they had, those were all sets that they built because there's no sewers that size. Well, what I kept thinking yeah. about, oh, it looked clearly a set. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like, it looked like a, not even like haunted house level room. <laughs> it was, but I just kept wondering, has the world just changed, you know? Because, I mean, we're more sophisticated. Like, there's been so many movies, and as, as people, we've seen so many movies that they're more and more sophisticated, more and more like expensive. Was this at the time actually scary to to what people yeah. were exposed to in general? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. You think about because movies were pretty good in had, there was, had Dude, a budget like of twelve million. Nightmare on Elm Street. Twelve million. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's why did they spend it on the actors? It must have been like we got to get John Ritter. We got to get Harry yeah. Anderson. Because I don't understand. That how, is insane. What cost $12 million? Yeah, I mean, the sets and probably the special effects were still expensive at the time. God, that's a, yeah, just that claymation, him jumping in, the, in yeah. the, the drain probably took six months and cost like $100,000. Yeah, pretty big cast. Yeah, those stretchy uh, shower heads. That kind of yeah. blows my mind. Twel- <laughs> Star Wars was, was $11 million. Yeah. This was more expensive than Star Wars? Well, it's 15 years later. Yeah, inflation. It would actually probably be like seven million. Let's see. Let's do that. Let's calculate it. You guys talk. Star I'm Wars. Be over here Star Wars still looks pretty good. Yeah, but man. that's what that's what he's saying is that that was in what seventy nine. When was it's the 77 first? Seventy seven. Seventy seven. Yeah, so they're filming that around seventy five, seventy six. Okay. So fifteen years later, tw- money doesn't stretch as far. But it's I'm not even it's not even remotely comparable. Oh no, know, it's not. That's what I'm saying. But we I want to see what it would be as far as inflation wise. I'll, I'll Google a twelve million dollar movie from 1990. I'll bet you there's a pretty great movie that so, came out. So twelve million dollars in 1990 money translates to twenty two million dollars in 2017 uh, money. 2017 money? Yeah. yeah. How much? Twenty two million. That's probably how much. 
an episode of Game of Thrones costs. He, is it that expensive? God, Game of Thrones looks great, man. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a real movie, not a TV extended episode. God, in 19... Uh, let's see. How, what was the biggest show besides Perfect Strangers <laughs> on TV? Was it Probably Cheers? Night Court. Was Cheers over by then? Uh, no, Cheers still had a couple years left. So that probably cost every one of those guys. Twin Peaks was around then. Was Twin Peaks yeah. 90? Yeah. Twin yeah. Peaks had a kind of similar Casio uh, soundtrack. A lot better, but probably. It actually had like sim- similar like oh. uh, camera. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it was slightly reminiscent. As, yeah. as much as I'm making fun of it, it did remind me of Twin Peaks at times. Like the cinematography for Twin Peaks is different just because of the cinematographer, but the actual like camera work. I mean, they, they look like they were shot with the same type of camera and film. No, well, I mean, it was probably a pretty standard TV camera at the time yeah. that they used. And that's what makes it look so horrible. Is is it the film? I, f- I feel like it's how it, the, it's actually filmed is what makes it look so bad. Because that blows my mind that was $12 million. I almost can't. I was going to guess a million. <laughs> so the Entertainment Weekly Review praised the actors but did not enjoy the pacing and special effects. Praised the actors? So the, Are you the, kidding? The cast is terrific, a high level of ensemble acting, rare for horror films, but the ending is a big letdown and the unimaginative special effects. This is so, the review. So that was the, that was that the review gave. at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, I mean, we are more sophisticated as a people. Yeah. Because if you, if you were impressed with the acting in that, well, I mean, it's de- you know, I don't know, man. Maybe that's what a good acting was like back who then. Would, who do you think the best adult actor in it was? What character? I'm uh, got to be John Ritter. John Ritter, probably yeah. right, or or like, yeah, they're all so awful, huh? So here's Stephen King's. Jonathan Brandis is the best kid, though, right? He's pretty good for the kids. Oh, I thought he sucked. Well, he man. sucked, but think He's about terrible. the terrible. Well, the Seth, other. Oh, Seth Green. Seth it. Green, you think? <laughs> Seth Green might have been. I thought, good. I thought you could tell, maybe just because I know he's famous. It seemed like he was a level above the rest of them, including, even though his character was obnoxious. Including oh. Jonathan Brandis, I sort of agree, actually. I think every single impression Seth Green did was co- just garbage. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's supposed yeah. to be annoying and garbagey, right? Do you think that was... Well, I kind of, yeah, because the whole thing in the book is that when Richie's young and he's doing his impressions, everybody's like, they're you, bad you're and just, they're bad right? and annoying. Yeah. And then when he grows up and he's got his own talk show, he's amazing. <laughs> You've got to get that Godzilla that, impression. I think the two worst actors is Harry Anderson as the adult Richie. I hated so much. I wanted, to just, I wanted him to die the whole movie. The and, young then, Eddie. and then the young Eddie, I hate, hated that little like half-assed Urkel. He is the he's I, young. The young Eddie's by far the worst out of the whole thing. So, I can't handle him. So whatever we watched must have been the VHS version. Yeah. The DVD takes out the hotel scene. Which which one? It's short. It says it shortens the suicide scene at the end of part one, and the hotel scene from part two is missing, and the graveyard where, scene where, towards the beginning is shortened. Graveyards? What graveyard scene? When he sees the graves dug and okay. Penny yeah. sees Pennywise. That shortened. What were the other two? It says the hotel scene from part two is missing. So the, the does scene... Mean like the entire... The we, scene where Henry Bowers gets murdered, he's gone? Yeah. That doesn't I make guess. sense. Then why would... I don't know how they can do that. They'd, yeah. have to, they'd have to cut out the scene of him in the mental institution, too. Unless we were watching a, the DVD rip and there was a scene that we just don't know about. How did they shorten the suicide scene? That was already like one minute long. Maybe that's the one we saw. and Maybe there's a whole different hotel scene we didn't get. Oh my God! Is there an know. extended cut of this? Only on VHS oh. and Laserdisc. 
I've got to track this down. I've got to see it. I want every I want every deleted scene. <laughs> I want everything, man. So Stephen King's, re- do you want the CD, the two disc CD of the score that was released in 2011? Are oh you kidding me? Oh my gosh! Oh man, I'm, uh, this is the new GoFundMe. Is we got to <laughs> get the CD score, two disc score of this. Jeez. The normal circus music uh, that I have isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah. Ne- nearly 100 minutes of, of <laughs> wow. it soundtrack. Man, th- I'm going to throw out my Ungo Boingo CDs. It's time <laughs> yeah. to get Just the replace it score. With this. Wow. That is just this is good news, man. You're ending this on a high note. Uh, Stephen King in 2015 said, You have to remember, my expectations were in the basement. I was pleasantly surprised. Do you what? Know what but a, he had done Cujo by then. That quote would have yeah. been way better if he said, My expectations were in the sewer. Oh, yeah. that yeah. would have been way more. He could have winked after that. Yeah. yeah, gosh, he's not very good. at. And then looked at the, the hot woman the interviewing <laughs> him and go, let's do. And then <laughs> pointed his book. <laughs> it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha was back in England. Tabitha, what she don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Not going to hurt her. She's probably on her way to, to the interview yeah. across the ocean, just like <laughs> yeah. in the, the movie. Because people were asking... Is Stephen okay with our relationship? Stephen's married. Who cares? <laughs> oh, shit. Guys. One more tidbit. Okay. I, I misspoke when I referred to the musical score. I should have called it the Emmy-winning musical score. What? Oh, my God. You're kidding me. <laughs> nope. You're blowing my mind yeah. right now. That won an Emmy? Uh-huh. For most annoying? <laughs> is like the mo- and the most annoying Emmy goes to... Okay. You guessed it. Swept the whole <laughs> words. It again. <laughs> it's it, that was like out, outstanding achievement in music composition for a miniseries or special. It was wow. like the La La Land. Well, what was? It's because there was nothing else that it was up against. There were no other miniseries <laughs> or specials that it had. Oh, to I go. can actually. I think I can tell you. Tell what me. It was up tell against. me. Okay. I must know. I have to know. Uh, it was up against Decoration Day, Johnny Ryan, The Killing Mind, and Lies Before Kisses. So whatever that so stuff the, is. a bunch of Hallmark movies. Those sound like yeah. movies from Seinfeld. <laughs> they do, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That they're always trying to see in Seinfeld. Lies Before Kisses? I don't want to see Lies Before Kisses. Lies <laughs> no, Before Kisses? let's see Johnny Ryan. Let's go see Johnny Ryan. <laughs> but see. I told Elaine we'd see Lies Before Kisses. Okay, tell me this. <laughs> Fargo won this year. Uh, the Night Manager won last year. Sherlock in 2014. So this so they, is prestigious. All, yeah, it's it's uh, wow. Uh, tell me, standing on the shoulder of giants, those shows are. Tell me, <laughs> it t- paved the way. Just to get a little bit of a frame of reference for for the year that this came out, tell me what won the Oscars, just film wise. Dances with Wolves, 1990. I think. Yeah, yeah I think that would have been Dances with Wolves. It's right around there, and it probably had a, 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 a smaller budget. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Because they just had to rent a couple of horses. Yeah, and rent, yeah. Rent a, get, get, get some, some jeans. Get some Levi's. Get a, they had to get a soldier's uniform mm-hmm. and then That's build, it. throw together a log cabin. You're fine. They, they, they probably filmed it in the same river. They found that log cabin, actually. I'm sure. Let's see. Cheers won the Emmy that year for Outstanding Comedy Series, L.A. Law for Drama. Okay. So that's, hmm. that's what was going on at that time. Okay. Wow. It's horrible. So good. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I liked it more than the new It movie. I prefer it. So I'm not going to say it's better, but if I had to choose <laughs> between seeing You're it, saying it's more enjoyable. It's more enjoyable. Like, much more enjoyable. Man, the new It movie, they don't go have a montage where they fix a bike and ride up a teeter-totter, two grown men well, riding. Maybe that'll be in the sequel. Oh, yeah, my God. It could be. Don't even tease me with that thought. 
They have. <laughs> what if the sequel is just? Completely... How are they going to do the sequel? There's going to be the sequel. Uh, Colin Hanks as Bill. Have you seen? Have you seen the kids decided like they they chose who they wanted to have play them? Well, who are they? Oh yeah. What did they say? Um, the kid. It's pretty crazy. Robert so... Downey Jr. No. as who? No. It's just all the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> the kid that played Bill wants uh, Christian Bale to play him. Ooh, that might be pretty good. Um, the With Michael wants Michael yeah. wants Falcon to play him. Who's oh yeah. Fal- that'd be oh, good. Uh, it, yeah. it could be good. Um, Let's, but yeah, okay. Uh, I feel like you need someone with more like he doesn't seem like a librarian cop journalist though. Falcon. Oh, uh, maybe like maybe uh, who would be good? Stanley, the kid that played Stanley wants Joseph Gordon-Levitt to play him. <laughs> to just have a scene where he kills himself. No, if you're if you're gonna get Joseph Gordon-Levitt, have him be in it more. He's got to be Bill. Suicide. If you're gonna get Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's got to be Bill. He kind of has the look. The cast, he could be look Eddie. It up. He could look be sick up. Eddie. The, the cast that they ha- that they have chosen for themselves, it has side by side pictures, and it's insane. It's better casting than like you would ever see when people do the. This is like casting. the old Wizard magazine. Yeah, where for they, real. Ca- they cast a movie, and it's just like who's the best looking actor? Yeah, yeah budget be damned. Yeah, budget. Yeah. Who or who's the actor who kind of looks kind of like, looks like yeah, but maybe isn't even right. Yeah, but right. this isn't probably way too old. But this is the kids saying who they want to have play yeah. them. Oh, here it okay. is. It's from People. Okay. I got a feeling it. we're going to be attacked by a lot of pop-ups right okay. here. Okay. <laughs> Pop-up central. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's get some autoplay videos going. Oh, there's my first one. Oh, it's a pop-up video of what I've okay. for. While you're while you're getting rid of the pop-ups. Ah, shit. Let's, let's try to s- figure out which Avenger would play which kid then in the Losers Club. So let's go. Who are the – we got uh, the guy that plays Thor. What's his name? Uh Chris Hemsworth. Chris yeah. Hemsworth, Robert Downey Jr. So Chris Hemsworth has to be Ben. Is he Ben? He has to grow up into oh, Thor. Oh, yeah. Grows up into Thor. So, yeah. so he's, he's fat as a kid, and then he has oh, the most yeah. unbelievable six-pack you've ever seen as an adult. That's funny you say that, because the kid that plays Ben wants Chris P- Pratt to play him. Chris Pratt. Interesting. Star-Lord, huh? Yeah. As Ben. He, God, that might actually be pretty good. It'd be way good. Robert Downey Jr.'s Bill. Uh, the guy that plays the Hulk. But Robert Downey's so wisecracky. Oh, then he's Richie. He's, he's totally, he's totally Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Evans is Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bill's kind of bland. Scarlett uh, Johansson, she, obviously Bev. Bev. So, so the all, one, the one female character will play the one female character. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, so maybe Dragon Sound wasn't a good comparison in to, to swap in. Maybe the Avengers, Avengers. are a better losers club. Because you do, you have a redheaded woman, you've got a wisecracking guy. God, the Hulk is like would be Eddie, the hypochondriac that's nervous about like. Oh yeah, can you just yeah. can you just see Mark Ruffalo wincing? Mark, yeah, and, Mark yeah. Ruffalo wincing and all that stuff. Kind of clasping his hands together real tight. Ugh. God, it's almost perfect. I gotta suck on the old lung sucker. Does that mean Hawkeye's the one that commits suicide? Is he Stan then? Um, who else were we missing? Well, there's so many now. You can't well, even keep let, track. Let's do Paul, the, origi- the original Avengers. Avengers. The original. So I guess. I guess Hawkeye has to be Stan. Yeah. So he commits suicide. He leaves and goes and starts a family. Who are we missing? I guess that, does that cover everybody? Eddie Stan. There's so I just feel like there's so many people in the Losers Club. I even think the the guy that plays Black Panther would be better than Falcon. I just don't see Falcon as Mike. That's who. Okay, that's who they said. That's Chad- who they said also. Wait, Chadwick Boseman isn't that Black Panther? Yeah, that's Black Panther. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm right, man. I'm right so on I, the money. So I I can't see who's who without watching the video. All right. Uh, Jessica Chastain. I'm guessing that's yeah. Bev. 
Yeah, bet. <laughs> you um, think? That's a safe bet. Chris Pratt, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader would be Eddie. Bill Hader is who? Eddie? Not Eddie. Richie? Uh, Richie. Or Richie, yeah. He, he is a gifted impressionist. Hmm. But can he complain? Can he complain yeah. the can entire he, movie? Yeah, he wants Let's get out of here! What are we talking about this for? <laughs> Let's go! Let's get on the plane! I didn't sign up for this! I could be halfway to... To Timbuktu! Halfway to Timbuktu right now, drinking champagne and eating <laughs> eggplant! <laughs> Man, they must have been the, the saddest, most tired lot of people, because in the book... Did you say it took three months to film it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, finish your thought. I was just thinking about how Richie has it flies from LA to Maine, and Bill flies from England to Maine, and then they go straight to the Chinese restaurant, and then they go right to the Chinese restaurant. They must have just all just looked like shit. So, did Richie land in Maine and then have to rent his red sports car? Yeah, yeah. So, he oh, there's a whole big thing where he actually, there's no airport in Derry, so they land in like. In uh, what's the that town, uh, Portland or something, right? Uh, I don't can't remember if it's Portland. Port, port, it might be Portland. They that they land in because everyone takes a car to town, right? Or are they just all in town except for Richie? I can't remember where to rent the f- sports car just to make an entrance. Can't yeah, he where, probably left town yeah. to rent the car and came <laughs> back. No, because because when Audra's coming to town, she's she's got off a plane and rented the car too. Yeah. She rented a giant like volt like Oldsmobile station oh, yeah. wagon car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't Eddie take the train to Boston? Yeah, but then he had one of his homies lend him uh, a limo. A, or a limo. Oh, uh, yeah. One of his one of his own limos. No, it was a partnership. I thought he owned the limo company. He owns a limo, limo company. He owns a limo company, and then he has another limo company that he's a partner with. Where when they send people from one town to the other, <laughs> they just did use they say those. that in the TV series? I don't not oh, in the TV series. In the you're filling yeah. in the blanks. In the I was book. like, wow. Yeah, may, you know, may, knowing that little detail, maybe the book didn't need to be 1,100 pages long. <laughs> if we're yeah. talking about the ins and outs of the limousine business. Oh, there's the. <laughs> there's it's, it's it's great. It's very it's, thorough. If it, you're gonna yeah. say one thing about the book, it's thorough. Jeez, it is a fantastic book. There's only a couple of things that I would take out of it and I'm not going to go into yeah, it. And there's definitely right. one thing that everyone wants taken out of it and we all agree on. We're not, we're not going to yeah. get into that either but it's there's a big twist at the end. Let me yeah. just tell you when you're reading it, you come upon a chapter you're not expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're really not expecting it. Yeah, yeah, you're not. And so it's a fantastic book but it almost ruins the book. Yeah. It's oh, pretty boy. close. It, yeah. it, is, it yeah. is on the cusp of ruining the book. The thing I do wish they would do is uh, some of the histories. There's some chapters on the histories of town that are really oh cool hell. in the book. That, that oh are, yeah, I'm really interested. So in that. like that stuff, the, you're gonna love. Yeah. yeah. If you read it, the Bradley Gang stuff, the stuff about the black spot. Those are like entire chapters. Yeah, they have yeah. these, these dairy history. It's it's when he's having fla- other people's flashbacks while writing in his journal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. More Mike is. Yeah. He says that reminds me of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta rewatch it without attention to detail. So you're telling me he's right? He's writing in his his journal because you forget about it because you've spent so much time meeting these other characters, and then you cut back to him, and he's still damp from the rain. So is he writing in his and journal writing... about calling them? Like he are must. the are the calls themselves? We're getting back to the Inception stuff. Yeah. So the entire movie is basically him just writing in a journal then. At the at the like oh because in the end he's saying about how he's writing it down just so he remembers right yeah but the sad thing yeah. is is that ink disappears because Pennywise is dead so they yeah no so in the book for real wait really yeah that's S- weird so there he's he's so it, the movie's basically this is what's happening in real time it's him writing in a journal and then that's the whole movie mm-hmm. the next layer deep is him calling everyone in the journal 
the so next he's, level. He's writing in the journal about writing about, in the journal earlier while calling people. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the calls are are the next inception level. The, and then the calls to the people are the flashbacks. The, yeah, that's the flashbacks. But then they have the and f- then they have the kid flashbacks on top of their flashbacks. Yeah. And then the kids have flashbacks of being in school on top of the kid flashbacks. Yeah. So yeah. it's like a nine level deep inception. This yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty brilliant. It is. That's actually. why. That's why King's one of the best. He is one of the best. Or, or rather, the director of this movie. Yeah, King in the book doesn't do that, but in this <laughs> movie, what did this guy direct? We looked it up. He. Yeah. No. He he made Fright Night two. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and like something part three. Like he he yeah, he directed like an episode of Law and Order or something. Yeah, he did a couple TV episodes. But um, as far as actual movies, his yeah. pro- his most most famous movie I think is Fright Night two. Which most people are unaware <laughs> it was even made. A, a second oh, Fright Night. Halloween was... three season okay. of the witch. Yeah. That's okay. the that's okay. the really Hall- crazy that, one. That's, that's the, the part three I couldn't remember. Halloween three then. That's the one about the Halloween decoration store. It's the one it's the one that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Yeah. Oh, that's the one? Yeah. Uh, leave it to this guy. He's innovator. He's thinking. Amityville He's two. How is it that he only does bad horror sequels? That no one knows have been made. Halloween three is arguably is definitely, not arguably. That's definitely the most famous. But I didn't know there was a Fright Night 2, and I'm a big Fright Night guy. I didn't know there was an Amityville Horror 2, and I like Amityville Horror well enough. It's all right. (laughs) Yeah. As far as the million haunted house movies there are. Yeah. I guess it's one of the OG ones. Yeah. It's a true story. We we talked about that on this show Based on actual events. Yeah, we did a whole episode about it. I blocked it out, man. It's like, erase. I got to get a phone call from someone to remember that. I don't (laughs) know. You think I remember that? Yeah. Sean's going to have to call me. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's actually been here the whole time. Wait a minute. Who's Sean? Just waiting for us to say something bad about him. (laughs) We haven't done. It's so weird how he just watches us. I don't like it. Yeah, He's always watching. Creeps, man. Well, someone's got to be here on behalf of Senior Bro De Oro. Yeah. All right. Wow. I think, did we get through it? I think so. Did we get through it? We did. I think so. Next week, we'll just uh, do a whole episode where we talk about this one. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, folks, Stephen King Month continues. Next week, we are going to be talking about Maximum Overdrive, directed by Stephen King. So it's all uphill from here, or downhill, or both. (laughs) 